You're listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode, episode 261, Scott. That's right, John. Episode 261. And this episode is a little bit different from all the other episodes, John. Yeah. Do you know why? Explosive news. We have yeah. explosive news. We have two reasons why it's different from oh. all the other previous 260 oh. episodes. I don't I don't know why. One, John, go ahead with the explosive news. Oh. Go ahead. We have the new uh, TTN hotline is back up. But it is not the same number. I could not get the same number. I tried, could not get it, but it is now 224-BIG-ROD-1. 224-244. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got my phone in my pocket. Your phone? Yeah, we tested this before the show. Yeah. And I used my smartphone, John. So let me get my smartphone out, and I'll look at the call log. Hold on, I have a pen in my mouth. That's got. That's not good it's, broadcasting. No. Uh, the TTN, the new TTN hotline is 224-244-7631. Right. 224, I'm sorry, let me start over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 224 <laughs> Two six three one. No, seven six three one. You want to borrow my glasses, old man? No. All right, it's very easy to remember. Two two, two four, four. Hot rod no, one. Big rod. <laughs> two two four. Big. No wonder nobody. Could. Nobody calls us, man. <laughs> In our defense, John, Hot you just rod. got this number yeah. ten minutes ago. So we're not accustomed to two, it yet. Two four two four four seven six three one or two two four big rod one. Two big two four rod, big rod one, big rod one. There you go. Yeah. We could not acquire tetanus or right. big dick. I think you looked into right, uh, or any of those other cool ones. But big uh, jugs, big uh, rod one yeah. was available. Big and there you have it. Rod. That is explosive news, John. One. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, you can call and leave a message because we'll have, we'll be done recording by then. In other That's right. news, That's right. uh, uh, so there's two things that are different. <laughs> <laughs> there are two things. The uh, that was one. We have a new yeah. number. The other thing is this is the first time in TTN history I do not have paper and I do not have my laptop. Whoa, is that good or? It's different. It's probably so, going to be a train wreck, but we'll see. So where is your your, your so, documentation? Here's what ha- here's what's happened over the past month and a half. My wife discovered the luxury of having a laptop. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's my laptop. Aha. And uh, she's working on something, uh, a work thing, 
And she had to use PowerPoint. And so she decided to start on my laptop. And she said, I should be finished. What time do you have to leave? I said, 7.45. I should be finished by then. So 7.45 rolled around. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'm going. Can I have my laptop? Do you really need your laptop? I didn't I didn't finish yet. And I, you know, I'm non-confrontational, John. So I said... <laughs> yes, we determined that. <laughs> I said, no, I, I really do not need it. So I'm here... I'm queer, and uh, I'm gay. I do have my eye. Yeah, I hit. I have my iPad, John. My iPad. Get used to using that. Once I figure out how to bookmark stuff, then I I look forward to bringing my oh, iPad. Oh, that's easy. Or maybe you could show me yeah. after the show. Yeah. But the thing is, I I bookmark stuff all week. Like I'll see something interesting, I bookmark it, and then when we do the show. I run, like when we go to Celebrity, I have like 20 bookmarks, and I just run through the things that I find interesting. None of that is available to me today, John. None of it! None of it. It should be interesting, to say the least. uh, You could, uh, yeah, you can can tab, browse, bookmark... you can take and cut and paste right off the web pages into a document. I like that. I like that, John. And then, like, email it to myself? Yeah. Yeah. Why um, would you need to email it to yourself? You cut and paste it into a document, and you use that as your document. Use my document. Like Google Docs. Yeah. Something like that. You, use, yeah. you don't even need to do that. You just save it on your iPad. How about that? I could just <laughs> save it right on my iPad. <laughs> Oh, I could email it to myself I and then did print bring, it out. Um, well, I did think, why don't I just uh, retweet everything that I want to talk about that I find on Twitter? I'll just retweet it, yeah. and then I'll go back into my account and look at all the tweets that I made, and then just run down the list. But the problem is they're not categorized, and then I'd have to sort that out. Because it's a very uh, a formatted show, John. We yeah. do celebrity and science and religion and politics. And that would be kind of willy-nilly all over the place. Kind of like what tonight's going to be like. Uh, I did bring in, though, I do have the dis- the latest Discover magazine uh, that I can peruse uh, for la- the latest science stories. If I find anything interesting during science. Um, but I don't, I don't see anything very interesting right. in the latest Discover magazine. Um... Yeah, so I'm going to try to work through that. It's 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 new for me. So uh, please bear with us, audience, and any new audience members that we have. It's it's usually not this willy nilly. It's usually very structured and formatted, yes. even though it doesn't seem like it is. So we got that going for us too, John. How about that? Do you got a draw? Do you got a drawing? Well, actually, a drawing, drawing. Yeah, I got a. Dr- no, I don't. Do you uh, recommend any drawing? Well, drawing? I recommend. Uh, I, there's like a pendulet. I think it's called pendulet. Pendulet? You mean pendulet? Uh, no. It's called penultimate. Penultimate. And I use this stylus. It's called a uh, uh, a donut. Jot, Jot Pro. <laughs> if you saw it, you'd be like, "What the fuck is that?" But once you use it, it's like, "Whoa!" 
Um, there's a couple of drawing programs that I use <clears throat> when I'm trying to demo at work, when I'm trying to get something across, so I don't have to bring paper and a pen. So it's like I your can erase uh, it. It's like your whiteboard. Yeah, your your portable whiteboard. But you can uh, you can take stuff where you uh, you cut and paste stuff, and then you can annotate next to it. And it's magnetic, so it like sticks to your iPad. Well, check this out, John. I'm going to fire this up right now. I went out and got Ghost Radar, John. Okay. Wow. We talked about that last week. I just fired it up. And what happens is it is going to tell me if there are energy, quantum energy disturbances here, and uh, we'll identify any ghosts. So I have it hooked up. Not only that, but the ghost... Um, somehow, I haven't researched this, but it communicates, it can communicate with us. Wait, I hear a ghost. And give us a word. Wait, listen, I hear a ghost. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> so far, no ghosts have shown up, John, since I've fired this up. None. We have, you know, like when you go to a psychic yeah. and they say, well, this person's not a believer, he's ruining the vibe. Yeah. I wonder if you and I are just ruining yeah, the vibe and be. ghosts are like, Spower. fuck that. Oh, oh, we got one. He said sport. Spawart. Spawart. Does that mean anything to you, John? Sport? No. Master. Master. I'm gay. Master and sport. Master. I have two images that showed up on the radar. Uh-oh. Two ghost images. One is right outside the door. He just left. Right when I said that, the ghost disappeared. Tetanus. I think they're on to us, John. Composition. Wow. Comp- composition. These guys are geniuses, man. <laughs> Who? Why didn't you think of that, Scott? I don't know. Why? <laughs> you know, there's a lot to be made in copycat. Um, Muscle. What? Muscle. Obviously, they're re- referencing me, John. We should do the same thing. We should make one similar, but different better. voices, so they're female and We male. should make it better, and here's how we make and it better. And whisper voices, so it's really creepy. Instead of muscle, it's like, muscle, muscle, muscle. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Docking? Come on! Who docks? Or we'll put these on there. Docking? Come on! <laughs> yeah. Who docks? Tetanus? Yeah. Tetanus? Let's do it, man. I love that idea. Damn. In addition to that, here's what we do. We create something that costs us 50 cents that you like plug into the earphone jack, but it's a quantum energy sensor, right? And we charge 10 bucks for it. Yeah. So you can, you can download our app and the iPod or iPad is sensitive, but to get the greater sensitivity, you need to buy this $10 piece of hardware that uh, birds. detects fluctuations in the quantum fluctuation. energy fields. Yeah. Yes. And I can come up with the scientific mumbo-jumbo to back that yeah, up. Yeah, but you got to learn how to write in that code. No, we don't. We just offshore it. What? We, we hire some uh, Indians to do it. East Indians. No, they'll like, steal it. They'll what? steal it. No, they won't. They can't. No. No. Okay, so so far, our ghosts have said birds, muscle, 
composition, master, sport, and in. So call us at one eight four seven TTN Jizz. You want to be on the show? Hey man, that's an old one. We got to change that. We got to change that. Oh. We got a new number. Hey, Scott. Hey, John. We have Skype. So call us at one eight four seven ttn jizzed You want to be on the show? The Skype line is usually open on Sunday nights between 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. Central that too. Standard Time. You think you have what it takes right. to beat down John playing shit or Shinola? Or maybe you have a TTN correction and you'd like to educate Jizz and Skiz. Or maybe you're just a lonely SOB like me. Whatever the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. It's no longer... Uh, TTN just it's now two two four big rod one. In addition, John, we don't record on Sunday nights anymore. We record That's right. on a Monday nights. That's right. How about that? It's out of sight. All right, so I'll keep that uh, ghost app going to see if we can communicate with the dark side uh, here. But I love your idea, John. Uh, TTN sound bites yeah. is what the ghosts say. Docking? And we got Come 261 episodes <laughs> to include there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Damn wetter bell beat. <laughs> Spit it out! <laughs> you made a ghost yelling at the other one. Spit it out! <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Can even have the ghost of John McCain. Is, tired. Iron. A paying four dollars. A, a, a box four dollars a gallon for gasoline. Yeah, I am. Anybody that's tired to find it, to find it. Anybody that. Wait, how do we. <laughs> anybody that's. What were you doing? You got a I don't know. megaphone in there? Anybody right. that's tired paying four ducks, buck, duck, 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 ducks, bucks a gallon. I was trying to get the. Because he's outside, right? Is there anybody that's tired? A paying four dollars a, de- a a box four dollars a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I missed McCain. I missed the W. Yeah, the W. The w. We got to start pulling some sound bites of uh, these chuckleheads, uh, Ryan and uh, Mitt, Ram Ryany. All right, John. So, uh, when did we record last? On Wednesday, we did Wednesday, and then we had the yeah. storm roll in, and yeah. it looked pretty intense yeah. on the radar. And then what happened? Nothing. Kind of petered out. I mean, we got a lot of rain, Ooh. a and lot some of wind. rain, and some wind, but nothing like some of the storms that yeah. have come through here. Like where your family ran downstairs, and what did they say? They yeah. said. There's, I see rotation I see or rotation. something like that. <laughs> and they're screaming. And I hear you, oh, calm down. It'll, it'll be okay. There was no rotation. And then zzz, zzz. <laughs> power went out. And all the power stayed on. Yeah. Our power went out for 10 seconds. Right when I was pulling the cars in the garage. Yeah. The power went out. And I'm like, wow, good thing I got the cars in the garage. Now I got to figure out how to close the garage door manually. And then it came back on 10 seconds later. And that was it. You told the wife, hey, I came home just, you know, in case. Right. Well, I told her I'd be home early anyway. Because I was Tuesday night. Oh, we recorded on Tuesday yeah. night. Because I shoot hoops on the Wednesday morning right. there, John. So I had to get up early Wednesday right. morning. Yeah. 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 
Oh, so uh, what else I did, John? What else? Oh, we had a date Friday. <clears throat> lunch. Yeah, lunch. You and Stever and a mystery guest yeah. met at uh, the Fat Mustards the there. The Fat Mustards. That was a nice time. Yes. It was very good. I had the gyro. I don't get the onions. Oh, I was stuffed. With the fries and the Coke. Yeah. You know, the fountain drink there. And um, I got a, a turkey wrap. How'd you like that turkey yeah, wrap? It's good. It's good. Very Would good. you get it again? Uh, you know, it needs a little salt and pepper. When you make a sandwich, you got to season it. Doesn't season itself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to put a little salt and pepper in there. <laughs> so why didn't you I make that decoration? Recommendation. Decoration. Why didn't you make that recommendation to the uh, the, the proprietor? The proprietor. I don't know. I didn't want him to like shit my food next time. <laughs> He wouldn't do that. There, man. you want some of the chili? <laughs> Enjoy. No, I know, I know he wouldn't. I know. I just, you know, I didn't want to bring the mood down. But the fries were awesome. Fries are always good, man. Hand cut right there, and deep fried and crunchy, and they leave the skin on. Yeah, I like that. Then you'd like. Uh, I like it a lot. Then you'd like. Um, Rand Red Hots. I've been there. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't like it? I didn't eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. had a big glass of water. <laughs> Excellent. What are you going to have? Just the some fries water. fries look good. They looked good. Yes. Very nice. So then Saturday, what happened Saturday? Oh, Saturday, very busy day for me, John. I had... Uh, You're running with the Asians? I had to do stuff with the dogs. And then uh, the kids had haircuts and flu shots. Um, and wow. then we had to go to my cousin's in Algonquin for a birthday party. And that was a lot of fun. So we went as a whole family. The wife... A lovely wife, uh, my daughter, and my son. So my daughter doesn't hang out with us anymore, but she went with us. Uh, it was the first time in a long time that we had the whole family unit together. And we had a great time, except for my daughter. What do you she mean did she not doesn't have, hang around with you? She doesn't hang out with us anymore. What do you, you know? mean? Well, like, she always finds something else to do. So we demanded that she come to this birthday party. So she, she did. find something else to do at home or at home or with her friends or whatever. Oh, so we we basically made her come with us, and um, I did post a photo of her on Facebook. I saw that, not to the I TTM page, but to um, and she was not very happy, not at all. Why? My cousins Bill and Johnny were there. Remember them? They were yeah. the roadies at the Steel Legion gig. And they just gave her a really hard time. Oh. And uh, she just got unhappier and unhappier. And they gave her a hard time. Well, she's the cousin. You know? <laughs> right. She's the cousin. And, you know, she tried to, to be... Give it back. I'm really pissed off. But she even she was laughing. You know, yeah. she was suppressing laughter. Yeah. Uh, but what her real concern was is that her friend had a birthday party that night as yeah, well. Yeah. So she wanted to get home. Oh. Um, so six o'clock rolled around and we're like, okay, we got to go. We're going to go. And my cousin's like, we're going to have cake. Stay. All right, we'll stay for cake. Seven o'clock rolls around. We finally leave. And so we're going to get home at the earliest by eight o'clock. Yeah. 
Um, so Emma, what's going on with this party? It's you're going to go over to this girl's house. And you're going to be there. Spin the bottle. And a couple then of guys. I'll pick you up at ten. Is that? <clears throat> yeah. As far as I know, yeah, that's what's going to happen. So just drop me off and then come pick me up at ten. And you're going to be at this girl's house. You're not going to leave. No. I. As far as I know. Do you know these parents? Yes. Oh, all right. So, uh, my so we're driving home. My daughter gets a phone call. And she says, yeah, the tra- I'm sorry I'm late. The traffic's really bad. Okay, when I get there, we'll leave when I get there. Oh! <laughs> so she hangs up, and I'm like, uh, and I'm driving as well. Emma, um, I-, I couldn't help but overhear you. <laughs> and to say that when you get to her house, you're going to leave? I thought you were going to stay at her house. Well, I don't know, Dad. I don't know. You don't know. Are you going to stay at her house or not? Well, I think they may want to go somewhere. Well, where do they want to go? I don't know, Dad. I don't know. You don't know where they want to go. I don't know, Dad. Okay, we're just going to go home. So. Oh, boy. She must have thought I was kidding. But when we got to our street, like this girl friend of hers lives farther. But when we got to our street, I turned down our street to go home. (laughs) <laughs> she lost it. She had like a meltdown. I, like, I got an audio clip of her. Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> she went crazy. She went insane. Yeah. Insane. Like, give me an example. Um, I can't. I can't. Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't. Was there F words or... A little later, there were. Oh, by from who? Uh, I don't want to say. It, it, what? It got really, really ugly. Wait a minute. I who, mean, it who ramped was throwing up. Throwing the f bombs down. It got really who? ugly. Dad was dad throwing the. F-bomb? I wasn't involved at all. Oh, okay. I was just. My son got so upset because wow. he overheard all this stuff, and I was. My job was just to say. Hey, buddy. I mean, this... Yeah. Well, let me tell you, this is a normal occurrence. Right. This This shit's going to happen. Get used to it. (laughs) Get used to it. Except there is no uh, F-bombs or S-words or anything when we get into it. Oh, remind me after the show. You know, every time we say that, we never follow up with each other, but... I'll tell you the the real shit after the show. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, I got this morning, or, uh, my daughter, I came home and my daughter was here by herself and she he, heated up some food and we sit down. Hey, how's school? Yeah, okay. I really love photo. Oh, I love, I love photo. I can't wait to go to school tomorrow. Photo? For photo. Yeah. What's photo? Yeah, whatever. Photography okay. class. Photo one? Well, yeah. Photo two. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and uh, then she went into the whole, we started talking about cleaning her room and how she doesn't do it. And yesterday we had kind of a big blow up about how uh, her way of doing things isn't that good. It's... Uh, like she spends a whole week trying to clean her room, and that whole time she's well. I I was organizing my drawers. Seriously, what about the piles of clothes on the floor? 
How about do that first? Make the bed, put them on the bed, fold them, take the dirty ones, put them here, take, pick up all the garbage, throw that out, and then do the drawers. That's not the way I do it, okay? I have a certain way. I said, right, there's the right way, and then there's Shannon's way. That's right. Shannon's way. Well, that's the wrong way. <laughs> that was it. Hey, I am an individual. I have a certain way that's wrong. Yeah, right. The, the thing that really bugs me at this age, and I, I, looked, I try to reflect on me at that age. Was I like that? I'm sure I was, but not to this degree where I certainly am today, where I think I know everything. You know what I'm yeah, saying, John? But see, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, you give them a little space each time, you know, each year, each month, whatever it is. You give them a little space, a little space. But in reality, you're a parent. And and uh, Joe came over with his son Saturday night. And uh, we were kind of hanging out. And he was telling me how his son is starting to do some shit. Uh, saying what he's going to do going with his friends. And, Dad, get off my case. All you do is lecture me. And um, we discussed this thing where he, he says, Well, I'm your buddy. I'm your friend. I'm your pal. But then I'm your father. And when I'm your father, that means the shit gets serious. And it's the same thing with me, my wife, and our kids. But I don't think we ever say we're your friend, we're your pal. I, I say we're your parents. There's You can do just about anything. We'll be there to support you every step of the way. Your friends, they come and go. Your family, your parents, they'll always be here. But remember, we're your parents. And our job is to make sure you we give you the tools to make the right choices in life. Now, it won't always be us. There will be somebody that inspires you or whatever. But when mom and dad come down on you, it's not because we don't like you or we hate you or all that. I know it's rough. I know it sucks. But the bottom line is is that we're doing it because we care about you. We want you to make the right choices. We're trying to get you to be a decent human being. That means having integrity and being responsible and being respectful and, you know, doing all the things you want to do and supporting you in that. But don't be stupid. Well said, John. Yeah. That is brilliant. Because in the end, you are who your friends are. And if your friends are dopes, everyone else is going to say, oh, that's one of them dopes. Hold on. Hold on, John. Yeah. Some of my best friends are Mr. TP, Tony. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Schmuel. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're good guys. Come on. <laughs> All right, you're a dope too. What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, I mean, you know, hooligans, drug addicts, whatever. Right, right. Uh, you know, if they're. My daughter's told me a lot of stories about people. She says three quarters of her school smokes weed. Three quarters of my class, Dad, are sm- they're all weed smokers. Actually, they're such losers. They're drinking at parties. I mean, I don't. I don't want to deal with that. That's just like, what is? What is up with that? Yeah, what is up with that? I uh, said, I don't know, honey. You know. Well, my daughter did have a friend who was 
in my opinion, a bad influence. Yeah. And I had friends like this at her age, but at some point I said, boy, these these guys I'm hanging with, uh, that's not what I want to do. That's not who I want to be. And I got myself out of the situation. I didn't want to lecture her. I just said, you know, I just, she would tell me stories and I'd say, well, that's interesting and blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't give her any advice. I wanted to make her, her to make her own decision. And she finally did. She finally removed herself from that um, social clique and she got into a different one. Yeah. Which is is a positive. Um, it's a step in the right direction. Could it be better? Yes, it could be better. Well, we always want it to be better, don't right. we? We do. Because we want the best for our kids. But at some point, you know, I, t- I told my daughter, you know, we're not going to be there. We're not We're not there. We're not there when you're out with your friends. So think about when you do something. Will it embarrass yourself? Will it embarrass your family? Because if it does, you probably shouldn't be doing it. So think about that as it's happening. And she's told us some situations where she's been in where some of her friends acted really stupidly like in a, you know, like a Wendy's or something. And they made a mess of the place. And she went back and cleaned it up and apologized and kind of, you know, gave her friends the business. And they're like, oh, God, come on. What's your problem, man? And she was kind of pissed that they acted like that. It was very mature of her to be that way. I have a similar story, John. Freshman year, I used to go with Chris Miller and some other people to McDonald's after high school. And one day, one day they decided to take all the pickles and throw them to make them stick at the window. And I reprimanded him right there. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Dude. What are you doing? That's funny to you? A pickle that sticks onto a window? Clean that up! <laughs> Clean that shit up! Don't be so inconsiderate. Right. I The one thing I fucking can't stand is inconsideration. <laughs> Takes one to know one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying, Nothing, John? No, Do you have an I, example no, I, no, I that you can share with us? No, I don't. I, I don't. I do. So you I'm do. at Panera. Then you, you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so this takes me to Sunday. So we had that <laughs> shit went on Saturday night. And then Sunday, Sunday, I get up early. It's uh, I get up at 6. I make it to Bussy Woods at 6.30. Yeah. For my eight, my weekly for your weekly run run. with the Asians. This time, John, I waved at everybody, and some Asians did wave back. Not all of them, but at least half of them waved back to me. I don't blame them. You know, they got to warm up to the uh, to the old round eyes. What do you mean round eyes? That what they call the. Do they call us the round eyes? In Vietnam. Well, they wouldn't know that because I run with sunglasses, so I could be Asian. (laughs) (laughs) With that bald cranium? (laughs) Crasian. (laughs) Crazy Asian. Crasian. So not only that, John, but um, this is my fifth eight-mile run. Don't get me wrong. I love the Asian people, especially anime. But don't mix up the Chinese and the Japanese and Koreans. They get really pissed. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying Oh, there, are you Japanese? I'm Korean, motherfucker. Yeah. 
Go ahead. So I finished my eight-mile eight run in year. 79 minutes and 55 seconds, You should John. sign up, with, do the Ironman with Zach. Is he doing the Ironman? Yeah, he signed up today. For the Ironman. For the Ironman. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. I'll train with him to do like an Olympic distance, but the Ironman, that's maybe when I'm 26. He's done it before. The Ironman. Yeah. Wow, that is impressive. I am impressed by that. Swimming and the whole thing. He's he's uh, posted his picture of him with his application signed up. Which Iron writes, Man? The one, uh, the, the Timex watch Iron Man. Where at? Where's it at? I don't know. It says, and so it begins, 364 days to train. Um... Uh, I don't know. It's just a picture of him and Iron Man. <laughs> a picture of him and another guy wearing Iron Man jackets. They're holding their Iron Man uh, applications in front of the official Iron Man merchandise flag. You say it's the Timex Iron Man? I guess. it's. It looks like the Timex logo for Iron Man. Let me see if I can find out where that is, John. The Timex Iron Man. Um. Yes, I found it. Uh, the Timex Iron Man is. Hold on, it's pulling up right now on Google. It's Vegas, John. right? Isn't on it? Google, is it Vegas. Um. Fuck! What the fuck is this website? What the it's fuck? a it's a big ad. What the fuck? I, it doesn't tell me about the. <laughs> it tells me about the Iron Man watch. I want <laughs> I want the Iron Man race. The hell. <laughs> uh Yeah. Yeah. I can't find it because it's all about the watch. Yeah. Well, the Iron Man is uh the I let me lay out the Iron Man. Here's what I do. I do the Olympic distance. The Olympic distance is <laughs> It's about a mile Maybe swim. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with the watch. It's uh, a 25-mile bike ride, and it's yeah. a uh, 10K run, which is six miles. That's the Olympic distance. The Ironman, John. Here's what the Ironman is. The Ironman is a two-mile swim, 112 miles on a bike, and a marathon. Yeah. So he said 364, so he must be going... Oh, I here it is. It's 922-2013 in Lake Tahoe. I think that's the one he signed up for. Lake, Lake, Lake Tahoe, Tahoe, California. I thought that was Nevada. That's California? Yeah. How about that? Iron Man Lake Tahoe begins with a two-loop swim at Historic Kings Beach. In the pristine waters of Lake Tahoe, athletes leave the beachfront to take on a spectacular friendly bike course that is just over two loops and finish with a one-loop run along one of the most scenic stretches in the world. And the event is sold out. 2.4-mile swim. Yeah, 112-mile bike and 26.2-mile run. Oh, whoa. That is fucking impressive, man. And he's done it before. 
I don't know why I thought it was Timex Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Timex has an Iron Man yeah, watch. Yeah, but I wonder, John. it looked like the logo was similar, but I guess not. I don't know. Well, that is very impressive. I am very impressed. If I'm 26, maybe I consider that. But uh, yeah, it I might, John. No. I think he's like 17, Zach. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, I did my eight-mile run in 79 minutes and 55 seconds. That is a 10-minute mile, John. And that is um, after my fifth time. That's pretty impressive. My best eight miles is 58 minutes. So I still have about 20 minutes to go. But I did that. You know, when I was like 26 years old. I don't know if I'll ever get back down to that. But uh, I'm enjoying myself, and I logged this shit into my fitness pal, which I, is another I, I don't know, I man. I can't run. I, I don't, just can't do it. Well, I understand that. I tried. I mean, you're very big. No, I, no, no. When I was, when I was like <laughs> 150 pounds, oh, you didn't like it. I couldn't do it, man. It hurt so much. My what shins, hurt? my shins, shins, my knees, my ankles. I used to run with Joe. Hmm. You know, I mean, I did it in high school, and I ran a lot in in uh, wrestling, but uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't get into it. I didn't like it. And I used to run like every day home from school or from uh, a girlfriend's house or something, whatever it was. And I fucking hated it. I couldn't wait to get a a bike or a car. (laughs) I like it. I look forward to it. Running. I I like it. I could never get into it. Weightlifting, no problem. I like that. I never liked that. How come? I don't know. Just never enjoyed it. I like the feeling of the burn. The burn. The tear. I get that when I run. I the get the pump. burn. And I get the nipple chafe. And I get the... Uh, <laughs> the pasties afterwards. I get the ass hairs tangled up. Uh, and, uh, what? What? What is that? <laughs> tangled ass hairs. Yeah, it only happens like the first... Two Why times you, you run because they're gone. Yeah, you and then burn they, them off. yeah. They, Why don't you just wax your ass? <laughs> get an ass waxing. <laughs> All right, wax so anyway, it. I run my eight miles, John, and uh, I finish in record time for me uh, since I started running after my broken ankle. Yeah, and I'm very psyched. And I uh, get I get back to the car, and on my smartphone, I get a message from the wife that says. Hey, pick me up some Starbucks and some bagels for the kids if you can. So I run over to Starbucks, and I got to stand in line for the, an iced tea. So I'm standing in line for this iced tea. Ugh. I get the iced tea. Then I run to Panera. So I've run eight miles. I'm in discomfort. I've waited in line at Starbucks, and I'm I'm pissed that I got to wait in line at Panera because there's like 10 people in line. So I get there, and I'm like, okay, 10 people in line. I whip out my smartphone, and I catch up with Twitter Smart and phone. Facebook and the yeah. whole deal. So I'm waiting in line at Panera, and I'm like 12 inches behind the person in front of me. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this woman, and she's like standing next to me, and I could tell that she's looking me up and down. And I'm still looking at my smartphone, and I'm you know looking at Twitter and tweets and blah, blah, blah. She fucking 
puts herself in between me and the person in front of me. Like she squeezes <laughs> in and she, uh, so wow. my, my hand's out in front of me. She bumps my hand with my phone to squeeze in wow. between me and the person in front of her, in front of me. And what'd you say? I'm like, hey, wait, what? Hey, I'm in line here. What are you doing? You're on your phone. Hey, I could be on my phone and in line at the same time. I can do two things at once. <laughs> that sounds like my McDonald's story. And she looks at Women me. Women are the are so fucking rude. And she looks at she so she turns around and looks at me, and then she turns her head back around, and she's staying in line. Oh man! I'm like, get the fuck out of here! Yeah. And she turned, didn't look at me, and she walked out of the store. Wow. On reflection, I kind of feel bad about that. Did you say get the fuck out of here? I said get the fuck out of here. Wow. On reflection, I feel bad about that, but I really don't. <laughs> the fucking nerve. I know, of man. Of you. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm on my phone. I, you see me standing in fucking line? <laughs> oh, that fucking riled me. So I was, I was, like I said. Give me a fucking iced tea and some bagels. <laughs> I'm usually not very yeah. confrontational. I no, usually would have laughed it off or, and backed up. Yeah. But I ran eight miles. Yeah. I was I'm not tired. feeling good. I sat in yeah. line at Starbucks for a black sweetened iced tea. <laughs> and then I had to walk across the street to go to Panera and wait in another line for bagels. <laughs> and this woman has the nerve to edge in between me and the person in front of me and claim that I yeah. was on the fucking phone? I know. Like I wasn't paying attention? It's like my my trip to McDonald's where I'm, I'm in the lane turning left into the drive-thru and she pulls into the oncoming lane to go into the drive-thru. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? She's like, well, you were just sitting there. Right, I was in line in the correct lane making a left. You are blocking traffic. So when she went up to the sign, the, the speaker, to <laughs> give her order, beep, 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 beep. I just laid on the horn so she couldn't give her order. If this woman stayed in line and then went up to order, that's what I was going to do. Beep. Ma! <laughs> Ma! <laughs> While she was trying to order, I would have went and yelled in her ear. <laughs> she's ordering. She's trying to order. I'd like a vent. I like a vent. I like a vent. The coffee. <laughs> Just repeat. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you should have. Well, I thought when I told her to get the fuck out of here that she would get behind me, but she left. She walked right out of the store. Well, she got the fuck out of here. You should say, get the fuck behind me. Hey, get the fuck behind me. I got to be more specific. Get the fuck to the end of the line. Yeah. Yeah, but I say I call the lady the C word. You fucking car. Out the window. So the speaker, they must have heard it in McDonald's. What, what did you want? <laughs> I like a large fry and you fucking <laughs> <laughs> What was that? What would you like? 
Would you like an apple pie? Two apple pies for a dollar fifty? All right, so then I get home. <laughs> I got five plain bagels and yeah. one Asiago for myself. And I got one tub of cream cheese. <sighs> nice. Now, I also go to Costco. You ever go to Costco? Costco. And, and you get the uh, the um, yeah. little cream cheeses yeah. and the little mm-hmm. individual packets. Yeah. I have like a case of that in the fridge. Yeah. So while we're eating all these bagels, the cream cheese is gone, and my daughter wants another bagel, but there's no cream cheese. So I say, well, I have like a case of Costco cream cheese in the fridge. Just grab one of those. Dad, those are only good on the Costco bagels. Yeah. They don't taste good on the Panera bagels. (laughs) It's not whipped like Panera. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, see, Are you kidding that's me? That's what I got to deal with, okay? It's Same unbelievable. Shit. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So I went and I grabbed one of the little individual containers and I set it down and I said, that's all the cream cheese we have left. And she eventually spread it, but and she was disgusted. Take your bike and ride up to the <laughs> Panera. <laughs> I never thought of and that. And buy a tub of cream cheese if you want. Yeah, with your own money. Your allowance. Yeah. So then, <laughs> how did my Sunday end? What happened? Oh, then I took a nap. So I, no, 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 I had to run errands. So I went to like the grocery store and I went to Morning Fields. <laughs> and then I came home and took a nap. No Morning Fields story? No, it was great. I went in, I ordered, <laughs> I went to the deli, they gave me what I wanted, I left, I paid for it, you know, the whole deal. Yeah, my wife told me uh, that yesterday she she was running all kinds of errands, and I, I literally laid on the couch and watched three football games in a row. <laughs> like, what is that, nine hours straight? A football. A it's fo- opening day. I, Come I, on. I laid on the couch from noon... Till ten thirty at night, <laughs> watching football. You know how much football I saw? No, fifteen minutes of Whoa. highlights on ESPN from eleven forty-five to oh midnight. My God, on Sunday. So my wife comes home at some point and starts going going off about some old couple that pulls up into the uh, handicap parking. So she pulls up next to him and rolls her window down. And says, "Hey." You know this is handicapped parking, right? Yeah. Are you handicapped? No. What? Oh, okay. So, obviously, then you're too lazy to park somewhere else. (laughs) So then I just rolled up my window and drove away. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So she went faggot school on some old people. I don't know what's going on with my wife. You and know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm laying on the couch the whole time. She's going to go faggot school on me because nine hours straight, I've done nothing but lay on the couch. Well, at least she knows where you're at. And watch. She doesn't have to worry about you. I watched the Bears play the, uh, uh, the, Colts. the Colts. Colts. Then I saw Green Bay got beat by San Francisco. And then I watched uh, Peyton Manning take on... Uh, uh, the Steelers and went to bed. <laughs> but we went to breakfast first. Well, you know, uh, my wife tells me 
that as I get older, I'm getting crankier. Yeah. So there should be more faggot school stories uh, in my future, <laughs> from what I understand. Now, the, the now don't thing, get us wrong. We're not, you know, going off on the gays or homosexuals. We're not homophobic. This references back to an old story that Scott told years ago. Years, John. Years ago. Uh, where he was very upset. With and I some, threw a basketball some at a teenager's young head. ruffians. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know why he was not in school. Yeah. So I, I yelled, did faggot school get the day off uh, today? Yeah. Because, you know, when we were teenagers, it was all, what are you, faggot? What are you, fag? Right. It was all about the... Uh, uh, the masculation. What do you call it? The emasculation of your fellow comrades. Uh, but going faggot school is just another term for, I guess, going postal. For example, yes, going postal. That's yeah. a that's a nice uh, metaphor there, John. Um, the one thing that I regret though is I I had the smartphone in my hand and you didn't whip it at her. And I didn't, I didn't fucking record it. <laughs> oh, I didn't yeah. turn on the fucking recorder. And so I could have turned on the recorder and yeah. said, excuse me, what did you say? You're on your phone! And then you could have heard me say, get the fuck yeah. out of here! <laughs> you should have said, hey, would you wear shoes if you had no feet? Yes. No. 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 Right? No. No. She'd say no, right? Right. You say, well, then why are you wearing a bra? Oh, that's... Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> Everybody, you gotta ask her, did anybody ever tell you you had a fat ass? Why don't you take your fat ass and get the fuck out of here? <laughs> they get some really riled women. Goddamn women. So then I'm my Sunday night concluded with a movie, John. <laughs> I'm kidding a about the movie. women. My wife would... Ka-tang! I saw a movie on Sunday night. I think you've seen this movie. If my wife heard me saying that about women, I'd have to walk up to her and say, Punch me in the fucking face! Right. Hold on. I'm, I'm dialing in my iPad. My iPad, John. For what? So I'm going to search for this movie that I saw. I believe you saw it. I don't know if I did. Did I? I believe you did. It's called The Hunger Games. You saw that, right? Yeah. 84% of the critics liked it. 85% of the audience liked it. I thought it was okay. I thought they did a couple of scenes really, really well. I thought you saw it already. No, I haven't. I saw it just Sunday. Just on Sunday, John. Huh. I didn't know Woody Harrelson was in it, so that was a, a big bonus. When he showed up as a former uh, Hunger Games winner. And Elizabeth Banks, it took me a while to figure out who she was. Like, I recognized her, but she had so much makeup on. Um, that took me a while. But I like her, too, Elizabeth Banks. And yeah. uh, I give the movie three out of four Spiny Normans. I thought it was yeah. well done. Yes, very well done. But, you know, I think back to uh, Spike of Spike and Rachel sent us a care package. Right. And in that care package, one of the movies he sent us was Battle Royale, I believe it's called. Yeah. A Japanese film. Have you seen that? Yeah. Uh, Not yet. I think it's on Netflix. Yes. It's the same premise, but a different... It's high school kids that they pit against each other in a game to the death, but it's a different setup. You know, so like this one, there's 12 districts, 
and you have to do this to show uh, your sacrifice and you show your strength because uh, <clears throat> 74 years ago, the people rose up and they fucked everything up. And now the 1% want to make you uh, show your respect for us, blah, blah, blah. In the Battle Royale, it's a different setup. I can't remember, but it's, I think it's like the, um, the juvenile delinquents from different schools. They send them to this island and they say, okay, here's the deal. Um, 48, 48 hours from now, only one of you is going to be alive. So, and you're going to be allowed yeah. to leave. What did you think of the, the politics of the movie? Did you think it was a government oppression or was it an elite versus the, the haves versus the have nots? I think it was class warfare, John. Yeah. Class warfare. And because of the game show and because of the host and that, uh, Stanley Tucci, is that his yeah. name? That guy never, ever disappoints. What a fine actor he is. Again, in this role as the uh, grandmaster, whatever the fuck they called him. Yeah. Thought he did a great job. With those fake teeth. Those <laughs> things are great. <laughs> that hairdo. Yeah. I mean, he was great. <laughs> and uh, I like how they, they made announcements like uh, during the game. We have an announcement. They'd make the announcement, and then they'd take the announcement back. Right. Yeah. That was all. It's very very cool. And from what I understand, there's two other novels that they're going to make movies out of that continue this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that should be interesting. But the the most interesting character, I thought, in that movie was the Woody Harrelson character that was a previous Hunger Games winner that was there to mentor the District 12 contestants. Uh, and he was like, a, it seemed like a raging alcoholic. The one thing that, that didn't make sense to me is he mentored them and the, he told them a lot of stuff, but they never went over, boy, you're going to see shit that if you do survive, you're going to see shit that you've never seen and nobody's ever seen that's going to be really difficult to deal with. But how do you even have that conversation? You what know you, what I'm saying, What do you John? mean? Like, if, if you do survive, if you are the winner of the Hunger Games, you're going to see shit that uh, you can't even imagine. Oh, yeah, with the, the killing. With and... the killing. with the <clears throat> Like that very opening scene where, where they're all on, not the opening scene, but the opening of the Hunger Games where they're all on their little yeah. um, their uh, pedestals. pedestals. And they have a choice. They can either run... Uh, or they can run towards weapons, which turns out to be like a bloodbath. Um, just brutal, just brutal shit. Uh, there's a, I don't know if it's a review on Daily Co's. Uh, I'm just going to read this paragraph here. Okay, maybe I'm a little late to the party here. This is by uh, Citizen Kane. But as anyone else had one of our neocon brethren explain how the Hunger Games is Hollywood's long-awaited nod to their social philosophy, I have heard over the air for the past few months about the movie and the books that the Hunger Games is exactly the type of inevitable future like Paul Ryan are fighting against. I had thought this to be little more than a curiosity. Clearly, they couldn't have actually read the book or seen the movie until recently when a conservative friend of mine, who has little idea of my political leanings, 
explained that this was exactly what the conservatives were fighting against and what the liberals wanted to usher in. Never mind that District 12, the coal mining region on, in the book, was exactly the kind of conditions Rick Sanatorum describes his grandfather working in. Never mind that the medicines that seem to cure everything in the book are not available to the poor. Uh, that the gap between the rich and poor is close on to what has been generated over decades of conservative rule, and that only those with enough money can control the media. See Citizens United, for example. Right. Uh, Never mind the obvious flaws in the comparisons which equate social liberals to the decidedly Tea Party-like government where only a few wealthy can have a voice. Uh, how I wonder, how I wonder, can any rational or awake person see anything in this other than that this is the world that conservatives wish to build? Yep, it seems that books like Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged, which was written with a political bias in mind, and The Hunger Games, which was not, are all written at about the sixth grade reading level. Ideal, one might say, for conserv- the conservative mind. So I guess if one doesn't put too much thought behind it, it is quite simple to come up with any meaning you want. How about that? Yeah. So I kind of saw it as a uh, almost a mirror of our society today. Almost. You know, I mean, obviously we're having this podcast and we're not being uh drawn into that but not yet if you if you think about like upton sinclair's the jungle for example uh you're almost there we were there once and uh it seems like mitt and ryan want to put us back there yeah like the ideas of the 50s they have no new ideas uh and we'll get to that later Uh, but before we do well a quick mention I think there's only six days left. Maybe only five days left, John, to go to the Air Out My Shorts website and right. get a raffle ticket for the Word Whore original painting uh, for a very good cause, John. Uh, so do that now. I haven't done that yet, John. I plan on doing that. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> you fucking loser. I'll do that before the raffle ends. You might be able to write it off. Or she said, no, you can't. You cannot. She didn't know. Uh, yeah. n- it's not. Uh, no, you can't do that. No. Um, well, I like that. Then that's that's a real donation. No expectations. Uh, um, right. Well, John, did you see any movies? Um, what did I see? No, I don't. I don't think I saw anything new. Nothing. Nothing new. Um, there is a movie that I do want to see. Uh, it's, it's not new. It's old. It's with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer? Yeah. It's called Spartan. Uh, it was, it was directed by David Mamet. David Mamet did, um... Glen Gary Glenn Ross? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Untouchables, mm-hmm. uh, Hannibal, he did Ronin... And um, he actually is, he's converted to conservatism. He's uh, hes abandoned the liberal left and gone to the right. 
uh, I don't know why. But anyway, Spartan, um, the reason I want to see it is because Adam Savage recommends it. Adam it, Savage from Mythbusters? From Mythbusters. Now, I've been watching these uh, these uh, uh, YouTube videos of Adam Savage. i got to post one of them because... Um, I had no idea how much of a geek this guy was. I mean, I kind of knew because I've seen a couple of his uh, his discussions at various colleges about uh, some of the things he's into. For example, he goes on this long, long uh, description of how he didn't have a he wanted a dodo bird skull, uh, skeleton and he didn't have one. So he downloaded like 5,000 pictures of dodo bird skeletons, and there is no fully, I guess there's no full dodo bird anywhere. So he got bits and pieces, and he likes to build them to scale, so he ended up sculpting his own dodo bird skeleton. That's how I started realizing the guy was such a geek, and then... I also found out that he helped uh, build some of the models for the Star Wars movies. And somehow I stumbled on... uh, He's got these videos. There's these videos out there. um, uh, God damn it. What is it called? Uh, Test.com is the name of the, the... where the videos are from and it's Jamie and Adam tested, but there are a bunch of videos of all kinds of crazy stuff. But anyways, they go into his man cave and it turns out that he, he's trying to, to build the Zorg, the gun, uh, that Zorg uses in, uh, um, uh, the fifth element. Um, He's trying to build... He's building all kinds of crazy stuff. And one of the things that he built... He was so fascinated by the go bag in uh, the Born Identity. And the go bag was the, the red bag in the bank. When Matt Damon goes into the bank and he, and he finds this uh, safety deposit box with a bunch of stuff in it. There's money. There's passports. There's like a pocket knife. There's pens. And he doesn't know what to do with it, so he looks around, and then there's like this... It looks like a trash bin with like a, a red canvas bag in it. So he grabs that, he dumps everything in that bag, and he zips it shut, and he takes off running and beats up a bunch of guys and leaves. And he said the go bag was was something that was, was in that movie. It was really important. It was really cool. Something he had to have, so he made it himself. So he made a go bag. He actually made the money. He printed a bunch of fake money without printing the backs of them. You know, everything to scale. He did. He found all the little bits and pieces. He called people. He got prop people to make his own go bag. And then in the process of doing it, he recommends this movie, Spartan, which I ne- I've never heard of. With Val Kilmer, who plays a similar kind of role as uh, as Matt Damon does. I never heard of this movie. I guess it didn't do well in the theaters, but IMDb gives it a 6.7 out of 10. That's right, John. 
And is it on Netflix or Amazon? It's it's actually on Xfinity. It is on Amazon, and that I'm not sure if it's on Netflix. I couldn't find it, but Amazon it's on. But I think it's like a two ninety nine rental on Xfinity. Uh, you don't have that. You have Wow, right? Right, John. I have Xfinity. It's free on Xfinity, so I'm going to watch it. It's rated R. An investigation into the kidnapping of a daughter of a high ranking U.S. government official. Yeah, that's what the movie's about. Came out in two thousand four. But yeah, I never heard of it. But until at, you so, just mentioned at some it. point, this this girl is. Uh, they really don't care about the girl. They just want her like fucking written off, uh, just so she doesn't come out in the media or anything, because uh, she's going to cause problems for the family. But he's like, fuck that. So he he dives into trying to save her, I guess. And there's like a major kill count in the movie. And the 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 parents' discretionary guide. There's uh, no sex and nudity, but some references. But there's a lot of violence and gore. Some graphic killing. Several people are shot, of which is notable, brutal, and realistic, despite that blood is not always graphically shown. People are threatened at gunpoint. A man shoots himself off screen. A man is shot in the head very graphically. Uh, the final sequence has several shootings, some profanity, drug use, alcohol use, frightening, intense scenes. I can't wait to watch this. This is from 2004. And I never realized that Adam Savage and I have almost exactly the same uh, taste in films. We all like the big explosion type uh, science fiction movies, um, uh, which is awesome. He he also made his own Iron Man costume. The original, you know, the one where uh, uh, Tony Stark is in Afghanistan and he builds his own? Yes. Well, Big he, clunky thing. Yeah, he actually bought a version of it and then he just upgraded it. And he goes to Comic-Con every year. And walks around at least in at least three different costumes, and people don't know who who it is. And um, so I I think we got to go to the San Diego Comic Con next year, dude. Sandy, when is it? It's in July. In July in yeah. San Diego. Yeah. All right, let's do it. He does it every year. MythBusters always does a panel. Um. I, I just got to go. I mean, you know, we got, they do the amazing meeting. They do the uh, the panel at the Comic-Con. Uh, they do a couple other things. I think they were at the, well, not the amazing meeting, the reason, there was like the reason meeting. What was that? Some sort of reason rally, which he was in. <laughs> we're missing out, man. I think the Comic-Con is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, an experience that has to be experienced. And I'm interested to see what it's going to be like next year, uh, knowing that because of this whole Batman thing that happened, this uh, this massacre, and uh, people wearing masks and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... So anyway, Adam Savage, check out uh, on YouTube um, 
Tested.com. It's actually, it's, I think when you look it up on YouTube, it's, it's Tested.com. Uh, Tested.com. But there's a bunch of fucking ton of videos on there. Uh, all kinds of stuff. They do some, like, uh, podcasts, and then they just go into Adam Savage's man cave, which is, like, his at his house, a workshop, and there's just so much shit in there that this guy builds. I mean, he built his own dead mouse head, and, um, like I said, the Iron Man suit. He does the... Uh, he does a bunch of stuff for cosplay, like No Face, that costume... Which I've never seen before. <laughs> but it's really cool. Check it out, man. Check I'll it out. Check it out, man. Check I it will out. check it out. Right so, on, John. So anyway, I want to. I got to see that movie. Spartan with uh, Val Kilmer. Spartan. Spartan. Very good. And well, they say it's right up there with like Taken and um, uh, the Bourne series. Shit like that. That's out of sight. Uh, speaking of movies, John, movies, uh, Dread 3D. Yeah. It's got a 95% rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes there. 44 yeah. reviews are in. Can't wait to see it. 95%. Big that fan. That's coming out um, September 21st. Big fan of the Dread comics, especially Dread versus Batman. 23 reviews are in for another movie, and 100% of the the critics like this one. Do you know what I'm talking about, John? No. This one is coming out on December 28th. 100% like it. It's called Looper. Oh, Looper. With Bruce yeah. Willis and Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt. And I've seen the preview or the uh, trailer, and that looks really yeah. fucking cool to me, John. I can't wait to... So my wife went out and she did the Groupon thing, and so she, we have two Movie Co. Uh, Groupons we have to use before the end of the year, where we go to the premiere and we get dinner. And I told her September twenty eighth, Looper. That's yeah. one we're gonna see with our Groupon. Our Groupon, John. Did you ever see the Judge Dread with Sylvester Stallone? Of course. And uh, and a young. Um, um, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Sandra yeah. Bullock, John. Sandra Bullock. How yeah. about that? Sandra Bullock, was it? Yeah. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. Are you sure? Yes. Was it? Yeah. No. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure, John. You want me to look it up? I'm looking it up. <laughs> you look it up. <laughs> no, she's not in it. What am I thinking of? <laughs> You're thinking of Demolition Man. Oh, Demolition Man. Yeah, she wasn't in Judge no. Dredd, you <laughs> dummy. <laughs> I'm the dummy. <laughs> yeah, like Night Ranger did Don't Tell Me You Love... Oh, yeah, they did that one. Uh, <laughs> Eddie Money. What was the one? Lover Boy. Working for the weekend. Oh, that's right. You said it was Loverboy. My mistake. Yeah. No, you said it was Night Ranger. I said it was Eddie Money. You said it was Love. Never mind. Anyway, my uh, favorite dr- 
Judge Dredd comics, though, is the Simon Bisley Judge Dredd versus Batman. It is fucking awesome. It is one of my faves. Any, pretty much any Simon Bisley, especially the Lobo series. Simon Bisley. Bisley. How about yeah. that for a name? Yeah, I think you, I think that's a comic book you would like, man. If I can find it, I'll dig it up. Dig it up. Get you a copy. I might have a couple of copies. All right, then. So, um, those are the movies we're looking forward to. Then there's there's Skyfall, new James Bond. That's yeah. coming out. That's going to be the other date night that we have for the movie co-groupons. One is Looper. One is Skyfall. How about that? Nice. Nice. What else, John? What else? Anything else happen since the last time we did this podcast? Um, I had a little... Um, so uh, Saturday, you know, it gets cool out. We said, oh, it's kind of cool out. We got to dinner. Oh, where did we go to dinner? I think we just went to like Buana Beef. I got a salad. Buana Beef. And I said, uh, the wife's like, well, let's let's do a fire, you know. Let's have a fire. Okay. So she calls Joe and, you know, says, uh, yeah, this is impromptu. I don't know if you guys want to come out. You guys can stay overnight if you want. And Joe says, yeah, what the hell? I'll drive out with my son, uh, Jason. And uh, the whole dinner, my kids are just fucking driving us nuts. Who's coming? What time are they coming? So we're going to have a bonfire? And every time we have a so-called bonfire, uh, my kids, they have friends come over, and they run through the house, and they... Uh, they play basketball in the back until midnight. There's pop cans everywhere. It's like a fucking kegger party at my house, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, look, we don't know who's coming. My daughter gets all pissed off because her friends aren't coming. And uh, I, I go, look, I don't know who's coming. We're just going to sit back. Joe's coming with his son, and we're going to kick back and drink a couple of beers you guys have some pop relax you know do some s'mores does it gotta be 50 of your friends over every time uh yeah cause it's cool it's a party dad so okay I'm like thinking okay so far none of the friends are interested this is gonna be great so we do the little, the fire, I start getting it going, and the neighbor's kid has, like, five of his friends over, and they're on the trampoline, screaming and yelling, and uh, my son is just a nervous wreck, he can't sit still, he's like, uh, hey, can I go next door and see if they want to come over? No. Why? Because we're going to relax, just relax, okay, well, can I go down and see if Randy's home? Yeah, go ahead. So he goes down there. Well, it turns out that Randy's home, but he's got one of my son's friends is over there with his sister and their parents. So he invites them all over to our house. The the two families, everybody. Next thing I know, the fence is opening. Here comes those people are coming in. Meanwhile, Joe is stuck on 90 for two hours. 
two hours. Two hours? Yeah. And I got to sit with these people I hardly know and like, hey, well, yeah, hey, how you doing? How's church? Excellent. That's great. While my son brings over like all these hooligans and a couple of chicks and then my daughter's got her friends over from next door and there's like 11 kids in our backyard shooting hoops. They're, they got like four basketballs. You see there's very little room there. Well, they start hitting my brand new grill. And laughing, and I'm like, oh. That is not okay. I'm like, all right. I hear it the second time. I go, is that that the grill again? Is that? Because I hear, boink, on the top, like it's the hood of a car, you know? All right, what's going on over there? Uh, Dad, can you, it's, now it's like 930. Dad, can you move the cars so we can move the basketball hoop out in the front? I said, no, it's 9.30 at night. What are you guys doing? Why don't you guys do what kids do? Hide and go seek. uh, Ghost in the graveyard. Flashlight tag. I don't know what. Oh, good idea. Well, next thing I know, they're, they're jumping the fence. They're hiding in our shed. They're tearing through the yard. Running between us and the fire pit. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. When are they going to go to college or something? What is, I'm like, listen, you kids need to settle down. Well, then they eventually ended up in the front of the house, sitting in like a circle in the driveway, calming down a little bit, and then it started to rain. So now it's about what? I don't know. 1030. Was it? Did you notice it raining? It started raining like crazy Saturday night. Saturday night? Yeah. So now all of 11 of them decide to like crowd together on my front porch while it's raining. And they're louder than shit. It's 1030 at night now. Holy shit. Did you see that? Don't be such an asshole. And I, I walk out there. I'm like, is everything okay? (laughs) <laughs> They're like, oh, uh, oh, hi, Mr. Bonk. Uh, yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Okay. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck, man? What happened to our little kids that were fun, running around, they're tired, they go to sleep at 10, and we get to sit out there with the parents and drink beer. Now they're just running around screaming like maniacs. I'm thinking the police are going to get called. And they're really being good kids, though. But we got some people in our neighborhood that are pricks. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the cops are going to be coming. Hmm. But they didn't. They didn't. So I asked my kids, I go, what is the deal with you guys? You get, why do you guys get so worked up? And I started thinking of my age, you know, like you were saying. Right. Was I like that? I don't know. Maybe. But my son was putting on this show like I've never seen before. He's doing cartwheels in the rain. He's acting like a fool. And I think because there were some chicks there, you know, he's getting the scent of the bush. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) You know? And, um, but I'm like, what's going on? Why Why is everybody so mental? And why, when they... Why does everybody got to come over here? Can't you guys go over to their house and go wreck over by stuff? there? Yeah, yeah. Because Dad, 
everybody thinks we're like the cool family because we have parties. I go, we don't have parties. We start a fire, and that's it. That's it. That's it. I know, but it's so cool, you know, because it's just, I don't know. Everybody likes to do it. It's cool. I'm like, well, but can't you just go to their house sometime? Don't their parents have fire pits? Because they never come in our backyard. They want the bonfire, but they're never there. They're shooting hoops. They're screaming in the front yard. They're playing ghost in the graveyard. They're jumping over the fence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, why don't you just come back there and sit down? Sit down. Get some fucking s'mores. S'mores. But they don't do that. No. No. It's the atmosphere, you know? It's like it's uh it's like what my kids they they're so upset that Rick doesn't have the meat, uh, fest. meat fest anymore because for them that was their annual Woodstock. I mean they that was staying out till one o'clock and running around like maniacs in the backyard and it's got a big backyard. Yeah. And uh to them that was like the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Your daughter was interested in that too, wasn't oh, she? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She was interested in um, some kid, too, who played right. with us. Uh, he played guitar. Yeah. And he sang. Mm-hmm. So needless mm-hmm. to say, a quiet night that I wanted to have turned into fucking ruckus. And thank God for the rain. Because the rain brought us inside. The other parents are like, yeah, we're going to go. It's raining. And they grabbed their kids. They left. So it ended up just being me, the wife, Joe, uh, his son, my kids. We just kind of hung out for a little while. Um, And then they left, too. And it, it was nice. But I just, I don't know. Sometimes these, so many kids, they get me worked up, these teenagers, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I hear that. They they're just they're getting mental, and the guys, you know, with a couple of chicks there, then they really they take it up a couple of notches. And my son's still, you know, recovering from a broken collarbone, and he's doing cartwheels and backflips and whatever he's doing in the rain, and it's just whatever. Kids, did you ever act that? Silly? I think I did, but I was way away from my parents. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was was at somebody else's house. I was at the house that the dad got pissed off at us for acting like that. But now I've become the house that they come over and act like that. (laughs) (laughs) So you were at the the girlfriend's house where the dad would get upset. Yeah, with all the other dudes and stuff. Right. Thinking, what's yeah, I never thought of that. Dudes. Some of those dudes were acting like that because my daughter. That could be. I didn't think about that. How about that? Hmm. Well, you know what my son did uh, this week? He called me dude. Oh, my son does that all the time now. It's just happening. You're he, like, what? I was walking him home. We're talking about school. And I asked him some question. He's like, dude. I said, what? You just, <laughs> did you just call me dude? Yeah. What? What's the big deal? All right, I guess. And now he he refers to me as dude. I'm the dude. 
Like the big Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah, my son loves to uh, come downstairs and, what's up, dude? And do the the man bro hug, you know? Do the, the handshake. Oh, my son says dude when he's correcting me. Dude. Dude. That's not it. No, here's how it is. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> my son says I make him nervous. So he, he does the dude... He'll never do the dude to correct me. And if he does, like, I look at... Sorry, dad. I mean, dad. Father. Sorry. You make him nervous, like, all the time? I don't know. I said, what's wrong with you? He goes, I don't know. Sometimes you really make me nervous, dad. I go, why? You're so intimidating. What do you mean I'm intimidating? What What are you talking about? I'm your dad. I know, but it's just like how you talk sometimes. Your voice is so... I don't know. It's not loud. It's just like really, it's it's strict or something. It makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because I don't know how to be any other way. You know, right? So I try to I try to bring it back a little bit. I used to be like, "What are you doing? I, are you are you using your head? Are you using your head right now?" And then I just. Poof, like I'm disgusted with them. Now I'm like, here's why. I, here's the problem I'm having with what you're doing right now. And then I explain it to him. Like he'll come downstairs in the morning before school uh, because my I'm in the one bathroom upstairs. My wife's in the other. So he goes down to the first floor bathroom, and he I don't know what he's doing, changing clothes or something. And I'll come down there later on at night, and his pajamas will be in the bathtub what why are your pajamas in the bathtub uh uh i don't know what do you mean you don't know what what do you what do you, what do you mean you don't know uh, okay okay um i was too lazy to bring him back upstairs after i changed <laughs> what yeah that's my son I was too lazy to bring him back upstairs. That's it. That's it. Just stupid stuff, you know. Yeah. Not thinking. Not thinking. Takes out the butter and the bread and makes some toast and leaves crumbs and the milk out and everything out. Everything's on the counter. I'll come home from work. Uh, What's going on here? Oh, sorry, Dad. Sorry. And the milk is... You can feel it's warm now. It's the the whole thing's warm. It's been out for like an hour, dude. You just wrecked the milk. A whole gallon is. What are you doing? Uh, I was I was watching TV. Um, uh, hello, McFly. Get it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's exciting, isn't it, kids? Yeah. It's yeah. no big deal. I mean, you, but you're just following them everywhere. They're like, they the stuff sh- flies off their body and falls on the ground. Everywhere you go, there's something. There's a trail of something. At least with my kids. I don't know about your kids, but mine, there's a trail of something. Um, trail? No. But um, their rooms are a mess. A mess. Yeah. Who cleans that? 
They do. Oh. Was there like a day or something? Um, Cleaning day? No. Grounding if you don't clean it? No, if they don't clean it, then I just go in with a garbage bag and nice. put everything in the garbage, and then it's either on the front porch for a donation or it's yeah, in the garbage. Yeah, see, I do that too, and then my wife just takes it and takes it back upstairs. Oh, that doesn't... My yeah. wife doesn't do that. Yeah, my wife does. All right, John. Yeah. So moving on. All right, on. is that it? That's it for my week. <laughs> How was your week? The week? That's like two hours. <laughs> well, let's move Hour on. Hour 20. Let's move on to celebrity right, let's news, go. John. Celebrity, celebrity news. Celebrity news. I only have one celebrity yeah. story, and it's about our favorite Tom Cruise, John. Tom oh, Cruise really? is All right. in celebrity news. I don't know if you've heard this, but an explosive report, John. Explosive. Contends that Scientology auditioned potential brides for Cruz following his 2001 split from Nicole Kidman. I heard that. Uh, one, that this, this report has also been backed up by a famous detractor of the religion. So a guy who used to be in the religion and then he got... Can we call it a religion? It's a fucking cult. All right. Yeah. Who used to be in the cult. Uh, but aren't all religions cults, if you think about it? I guess it. so. You're right, John. Let's call them... From now on, they're all fucking cults. Cults. Um, so on Saturday, Vanity Fair magazine released a cover story. You know story. what happens to me when I think of cults? No, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Vanity Fair released a cover story titled What Katie Didn't Know, which is an expose claiming an effort on the part of the church to find and vet partners for Cruz, a title that eventually went to his now ex-wife, Katie Holmes. Reportedly executed by Scientology leader David Miscavige's wife, Shelley, the search for the new bride began in 2004. Uh, presumably after Cruz split from his Vanilla Sky Sky co-star Penelope Cruz with the objective to find an eligible actress in the congregation. Those who met the criteria were told the church was filming a new training video for, filming a new training video for members and were reportedly called in to audition for the non-existent roles. They were asked among other questions what do you think of Tom Cruise? The former head of Scientology's in-house media studio, Mark Headley, told Vanity Fair that he had seen several audition tapes and implied that the line of questioning served to benefit Cruz and his cult. It's not like you only have to please your husband, you have to toe the line for Scientology, Headley said. So, yeah. uh, here's what I wonder. I guess I don't wonder because it seems easy. Tom Cruise seems like a fucking moron to me. <laughs> and David Miscavige, all he has to do is say, "Look, Tom, you're an international, global movie star uh, of uncalibered. Uh, uh, nobody is your peer. Nobody. You cannot find a wife by traditional means. You have to let us control how." You meet your next wife because we will put her through all this Scientology bullshit that you've bought into and we'll give you the perfect wife. We'll be your matchmakers. And I can see how a dumbass like Tom Cruise buys that. Yeah. 
how Katie Holmes gets involved in that, I can kind of see that too, because she had the big crush on him. She gets involved in it, and and before she knows it, she's fucking overwhelmed by this BS, and she makes this decision. But I give her credit for getting out of that relationship. Yeah, finally. But, John, before Katie Holmes, the article identifies an actress and former Scientologist named Nazneen Benati, an Iranian-born beauty who was allegedly chosen by Shelley Miscavige for Cruz, who he dated for two months. Two months! Um... She was placed in seclusion, given a credit card for expenses, and policed heavily by the officials via cruise. She had little contact with Tom, though the article said she moved in with the actor and occupied a bedroom in his house. As things deteriorated at the end of two months, due in part to Bonatti's reported refusal to indulge Cruz in public displays of affection, she was moved into L.A.'s swanky Scientology Center then to an affiliate center in Florida where she was made to clean toilets with a toothbrush and dig ditches. How about that? <laughs> so she she got involved in this. She said, no, I'm not going to show public signs of affection. And, they, uh, and apparently she uh, pissed off David Miscavige somehow. So they sent her away and made her clean toilets with a toothbrush. What the fuck? Why is this organization still know. allowed to fucking exist? I don't know. And Tom Cruise is in front of the whole fucking thing, and he's fucking oblivious. Oblivious. Yeah. Don't be glib, Scott. You're glib. Tom's rep says lies in a different font are still lies designed <laughs> to sell magazines. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> By the way, uh, Tom Cruise Crazy that we play every time Tom Cruise's mention was done by Jonathan Colton. Jonathan Colton. Yeah. That is a fabulous song, John. Yeah, it's fabulous. He does other stuff, too, by the way. He does other tunes. Uh, it's this guy, Paul Haggis. He was a former Scientologist. He's a director. He directed Crash. Yeah. He says that uh, this is true with this woman. And it's just one example. There's many other stories out there um, of this auditioning process for Tom Cruise's wife. One of them is Katie Holmes. I wonder if they if they've created an e meter yet for uh, an app e meter app. Maybe we could create one of those. Well, how do they? Yeah, on the iPad. Yeah, that would be sweet, man. But we'd be sued to the bejesus by Scientology. <laughs> we'll call it the. D meter or something. Yeah. The dumb meter. Dumb meter. (laughs) The teen soap star Katie Holmes would go on to date Cruz three months after the story of Biondi Bonatti was sent packing. The one who would marry Cruz in 2006 and divorce him only weeks ago. Um. Scientology issued a response to the allegation saying the entire story appeared in Vanity Fair is hogwash. There is no project, secret or otherwise, conducted by the church to find a bride for any member of the church. Never, says Scientology. Wow. Yeah, bullshit is what I say. Bullpucky. That's bullshit. Uh... 
In related news, Tom Cruise is dropping even more weight under the strain of his divorce. And Scientology is threatening Vanity Fair with a lawsuit, John. How about that? Yeah, whatever. Uh, what else? They achoo- they accuse they <laughs> accuse the magazine editor of reckless disregard for the truth, complaining that key allegations in the title story are false and defamatory. How about that? It's terrible. That is terrible. Terrible. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, the story is false. The letter concludes. <laughs> False. Yeah. So I think the thing is already on the fucking stands and people are buying it and reading it. So let's take it to court and see the silliness that is Scientology exposed. I mean, what a joke. Which is a bigger joke, John? Scientology or Mormonism? <laughs> I, I don't know. I They run a close... Uh, it's a tie, I think. You know, actually, uh, what's funny is that you said that is Penn Jillette, um there's a thing called Big Think you ever hear of it? Yes Big Think uh, it's I don't know what it is a project or something they, it's kind of a blog Big Think TV they got all kinds of videos there's a bunch of Penn Jillette videos uh, one of them is the Atheist Guide to the 2012 Election and I, I keep playing this goofy chicken sound, but it's actually Penn Gillette making this chicken sound. And um, why don't I just play it? Huh? I'll just play the first part of it. He goes on to talk about religion and how batshit crazy it is uh, from every level. Uh, but especially he opens it up discussing what Romney believes in. Here it is. Mitt Romney uh, is wearing crazy underwear. He's wearing magic underwear. He is. I mean, uh, under his pants, he is wearing magic underwear. Magic underwear. And he believes that a convicted con man got golden tablets that no one else could see, and sat with an angel to find out that the original Jews of the Bible were living in North America. (laughs) Crazy, 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 crazy. But, just more modern, not more crazy than other religions. Not more crazy than Islam. You know, with with, uh, not more crazy than virgin births and resurrections, uh, not more crazy than any of that stuff. It fascinates me that you can have the Bible Belt, and you can have a court trial, and we've seen this. I'm going to use it hypothetically, but you'll know the specifics I'm talking about. I just don't want to talk about it. Don't, I don't want to play this whole thing, but basically he breaks it down as saying uh, uh, you could have a, a judge, a jury, people in the courtroom, the prosecutor, the um, the uh, uh, the the uh, defense attorney, and they're all Christians. Uh, and then you'll have a woman that said that I killed my children. She's on trial for killing her children. She says I killed my children because God told me to. So at some point, uh, they 
you know, they're born again. They believe that the Bible is the is the word of God, that it's literal. But then when a woman says, well, I, I killed my children because God told me to, they su- suspend that belief in uh, in the myst- mystical part of God and say, well, that can't be true. That's that just compare. Com- that's a bunch of bullshit. So you're either guilty, you're not guilty, or you're guilty by reason of insanity. So at some point, these religious people are either they don't really believe in it, or they, uh, or they really do. And if they really do, then they could be at some point. Wow! If this they really believe this woman could talk, she could say, "Well, a snake told me." Because in the Bible, there's talking snakes in the Bible, for Christ's sake, right? For Christ's sake, John. For Christ's sake. Uh, So he kind of brings this thing full circle by saying, uh, uh, you can say you believe bug nutty bat shit crazy shit and will shrug it off because you're clearly not bug nutty bat shit crazy. And all I want out of our politicians is them for for them to say, uh, you know, a lot of the religious stuff I'm talking about is bug nutty, batshit crazy, but I'm not. Uh, meaning that he's fine. He thinks Obama, for example, is just being Christian because it's political, and he's lying. And he's pretty sure on a scale of 1 to 10, 6 or 7 being that he's very skeptical of religion. Obama is, and he's fine with that. And he likes him for that. Uh, and he likes a liar, but that's horrible that he's a liar and he likes him cause he's a liar. Uh, but at least he doesn't believe in that bug nutty shit, crazy bat shit stuff. He's just a good person underneath. So if we could get people to just get rid of all that and just say, yeah, I really don't believe in all this bug shit, crazy shit. Uh, I talk about it, but I'm not like that. If they would just say that, he'd be fine. And then there's another longer atheist guide to the 2012 election where he talks about the fact that atheists were always the top speakers, the highest paid speakers back in the day, like Mark Twain and... um, I forget the other two he was talking about. Ingersoll. And who was the other guy? I can't remember. But there was three of them. You can check it out. We'll put a link up on Facebook or something. Facebook. But uh, Or you can look up Atheist Guide to the 2012 election, or you can look up The Big Think. Uh, anyway, he talks about how uh, the whole Roe v. Wade thing is what changed, What was what was the big change and shift politically where back before then you didn't dare go out and say i'm a baptist you were a secularist you were you were secular in your beliefs when you ran for office you didn't say you were catholic you didn't say you were baptist because everybody was against each other philosophically you're a protestant i'm a catholic i remember when i was going to uh, Catholic school. They didn't like the Christians. They wouldn't let the girl wear the Iwana's uniform because she didn't believe in the same God. They had differences of, of opinion and philosophy. But it wasn't until two guys who were very smart guys 
tried to bring everyone together and say, look, this is a Christian thing. This is an abomination of, of what Christ wanted. And this whole shift politically. Now, right now, 22% of the population are non-believers. And if you were to divide it up and it's all its separate philosophical religions or cults, the atheists would be dominating. But Christianity put it all under one umbrella. And that's why it's all fucked up. He calls it the magic word, Christianity. Like the magic underwear. Speaking of which, uh, the Democrats did something really fucking stupid in my mind this week. Did you hear about this? You posted it on Facebook, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. You got the audio there? Uh, let's see. Let's see. It's let's on Facebook. See. Did I post it on there? Did you check it out? Yeah, I saw it. Did I you listen it. to the yeah. Ayn Rand thing that uh, oh, I haven't, somebody posted? No, I haven't checked that out yet. You can do it on your phone. I mean, it's a yeah, whole. Uh, I meant to do that. I haven't gotten around podcast to it. Thing. Come on, don't come down. What do you mean? What the fuck, man? <laughs> Get it together. Get your shit together, man. Uh, let's see. That was the most ridiculous statement ever. Where did I put it? Come on, Scott. Come on, it's on Facebook, man. I'm looking. I don't see it. Where is it? Uh, kid plays better piano than you'll ever be. That's yours. Uh, new episodes. Did I do it on the TTN or on my own? It's on TTN there, John. Winnebago TTN. Man. Zach Meet. CNN airs the craziest bullshit. Saw it on Reddit. Here it is. Uh, no, that's not it. Here it is. No, that's not it. Here it is. <laughs> You've got to be F... Been kidding okay, me. Okay, there it is. There I got it, it is. All right. All right, I'll, I'll set it up. It's um, the Democratic National Convention decides to, I don't know how this happened, but they decided to vote on putting God and Jerusalem back into the platform, their platform. It wasn't in there originally. They decided at the last minute to put it in there. And uh, when you have these conventions, there's a voting process. Uh, the first part of the vote is always to um, ask the delegates if it's okay to have a vote about something, and they say yay or nay. So they voted, we're going to make a change to the platform. They said yay. So a Democrat comes up and talks about um, uh, inserting God and Jerusalem back into the platform, and then this Antonio Villarigarosa, mayor of Los Angeles, uh, I think he's a Democratic chairman, he comes up and asks for the yay or nay. Now, the if it's going to be a yay that passes it, it has to be passed by a two-thirds majority. And they basically do it by sound, okay? So whoever yays or nays two-thirds louder wins in this case there's something really disturbing about this and john stewart pointed it out on his show the daily show where he showed this a shot of the teleprompter that this guy was reading from and it was pre-scripted well teleprompters are pre-scripted yeah Yeah. but the the vote results were pre-scripted. 
I see. You see what I'm saying? That's why the guy looks so confused. Yeah, exactly. What, what do I do? I mean, the vote that says here for me to say, okay, so here it is. Recognizes the delegate from Ohio, the chair of the Now platform. let's pass up this guy. A motion to suspend the rules to permit the amendment to the platform has been moved and seconded. This is a non-debatable motion requiring a two-thirds vote. All of those in favor of suspending the rules, say aye. aye. All those opposed, say no. In the opinion of the chair, there's been a two-thirds affirmative vote to suspend the rules. So this is to suspend the rules, and then this Democrat, this minister or something, wants to insert uh, God and Jerusalem into the, um, into the platform. And uh, I'm just going to play the part where the uh, this Villa Guerrerosa uh, asked for the vote to add it, and check out what the crowd the crowd reaction. Is there any further discussion? Hearing none, the matter requires a two thirds vote in the affirmative. All those delegates in favor, say aye. All those delegates opposed, say no. In the opinion of the, let me do that again. What? <laughs> so yeah, so it sounded to me like the nose were louder, didn't it? Yes. Now well, it certainly conf- wasn't two thirds. Right. So now he's confused. He's got to do it again. All of those delegates in favor say aye. All those delegates opposed say no. Okay, that sounded half and half, half and half, right? It's not two thirds. And so, what do they do? They show, they pan the camera on the room on this uh, C-SPAN, and they focus in on the Arab Americans for Democracy. Now they want to insert Jerusalem to recognize them as a state of Israel. Uh, Israel is a state or whatever, whatever, however they do that. And God into the platform. This is the most fucking God ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And what a fucking middle finger to Arab Americans who are Muslim and to atheists, atheists. Yeah. Uh, anybody who doesn't, uh, uh, the Hari Krishnas, the Krishnas, right? Yeah. The Buddhists. What the fuck is this? So here he tries it again. Third time. And he doesn't know what to do. He's laughing. So a woman comes out and tells I, um, him. Uh, I guess. You got to let them do what they're going to do. You got to let them be what they're going to do. I'll do that be. one more time. Third time. All those delegates in favor say Aye. All those delegates opposed say no. no. In the opinion of the chair, two-thirds have voted in the affirmative. The motion is adopted, and the platform has been amended as shown on the screen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I just read this off of my teleprompter because it was pre-scripted that it was affirmative. Right. What? And I don't know what to do. A bunch of assholes. Yeah, in uh, some somebody commented. Um, I think it was Dustin, our listener Dustin yeah. said, "Hey, you gotta 
you got to give them God in the platform or 50% of Obama voters are going to back out. Um, and, and I, I kind of agree with that, but that is certainly not the democratic, democratic, democratic process and action that we just heard. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, and then Romney, he takes this. Here's what Romney oh, gets yeah. out of it. Did you know what he got out yeah. of it? You got something to play? I don't have anything to play. Do you have something to play? Yeah, it's Romney. Uh, Romney. Oh, shit. I had it, and you know, I had to restart my laptop like <laughs> fucking 30 times. Well, here's one story that came out, um, and I'm assuming it's triggered by this whole thing about inserting God back in the platform, but the Democrats really don't want God in the platform. Here's how Romney spins it, and here's what he's been in Iowa telling the voters. He's suggesting that Obama has plans to remove God from the currency based on what we just heard. Right. But I have some audio of it. He he says it a couple of fucking times in various uh, forms. In case you're wondering, John, Romney has no plans of removing God from our currency. Oh, that's nice. Ah, fuck. I, you know, I had it, and it's, it's, I had it, I had it. It's fucking gone. He said, the pledge says under God, I will not take God out of our platform. I will not take God off our coins. I will not take God out of my heart. Romney said to roaring applause from the audience. He has pledged to rebuild America's military might to an audience that was heavily... Heavy on military Heavy. families. Families. <laughs> those fucking families. It's those so families. nice to those families. Those families. Relaxing at home oh, has never look, been look, there's an ad. What do you know? Everything's got an ad now, Scott. We just can't do anything without an ad. Everything's got Every- an ad. Everything's got an ad. That's right, John. Fucking families. Fucking families. God damn it. <sighs> got to put food on our families, yeah. John. And he's... Uh, Actually oh, got great. A plan. Again, why is it in one ear? Don't create jobs and lift up the middle class, no matter how many times you say it. Mitt has laid out a five point plan on promoting American energy, red, white and blue energy on. Wait, this is 20. Through Whoa, what happened? This is like 24 people. minutes uh, long. I'm not playing this thing. <laughs> 24 minutes. I just want the sound bite. God damn it. All right. Let me play something. You got the sound bite. No, I got something else. So Mitt was on a radio station. And the guy started asking him about his Mormonism, and he got all bent out of shape, and he swung the mic away. He made it clear that he didn't want to be a part of this anymore. But he kept talking. And the guy had two cameras in the room, and the cameras kept filming. So I'm going to attempt to play this. I'm not sure where, because this is a long video, but I think I've targeted where he gets his panties in a bunch. And he's going to explain to us the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what that means. 
from Mitt Romney was in favor of life. Presidential and candidate. I was wrong in the past, and you know what? I'm not going to apologize to people for becoming pro-life. I received an award just a couple Nor of months ago you. from the Massachusetts yeah. Citizen yeah. for yeah. Life, yeah. Yeah. awarding yeah. me a, a, an award for for a public leadership in favor of life. And I'm proud of that record. And as president of the United States, I will be a pro-life president. And you know what? In my opinion, and you know that's what? where the yeah. topic ends. Governor Romney, I need to take a short time out here. We, we only have a, time, a tough time, uh, a short time together. So um, I'll take a quick time out. We'll come right back with more comments and when more issues. Oh, God right damn it. It's, it's Brit Hume. No, it's not Brit Hume. It sounds like Brit Hume. Some other guy. I'd love to have an hour, not 10 minutes. <laughs> then we can have nuance. Then we, then we can. And I think you're making a, This is my only opinion off the air. I think you make a big mistake when you distance yourself from I'm your not faith. distancing myself from my faith. No, I, I'm proud I, of my faith. And I accept every... I, there's nothing I distance myself from. There are Mormons in the leadership of my yeah. church who are pro-choice. And do not violate that. Well, you, if you're not a lawyer, then, then, then you, I mean, you have to read that a little more carefully. All right? Saying, saying, for instance, my church says that that, uh, uh, that if you have uh, sex outside marriage, that you should be excommunicated. Now, we make a law that says that? No. But no, 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 no. Wait, because, no, you're missing my point, which is, which is what a society makes as law and requires other people to do is not necessarily the same. I'm talking about the political sphere here. Mm-hmm. When you when you when you bifurcate politics, that commercial in the background is annoying. Yeah, hermetically sealed. Uh, you make a political category over here and a spiritual one over here. Now my church says I can't drink alcohol. Right? That's what my church says. Mitch, you can't drink alcohol. Okay, should I say that as governor of Massachusetts, we're stopping alcohol sales. If you're not going to separate your religion, you better make everybody not drink alcohol. No, my religion is for me and how I live my life. It, is, it tells me, my church, the leaders of my church, who I know well, and who I have been a leader of my church, says that with the same vehemence that we have our own beliefs. He's saying all the right things. Yeah. Other people should be able to make their own choices. They can make their own choices. No, and have free and have free agency. So don't so don't so don't confuse don't confuse what I do as a, as a member of my faith with what I think should be done by government. I'm taking it to the next level. Right, okay. And the next level is you are running in this state trying to appeal to the whatever however you term it the religious right. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell people my views. But I know, but I understand your position yeah, yeah. to whom you're going to try to appeal to. That includes Catholics. God damn it! Right. To get to the second coming of Christ, yeah. I accept all my faith, but I don't impose all my faith beliefs on you. I had this fucking bookmarked on my laptop, John. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have your laptop. So one thing but about this is this. interesting banter. It's actually revealing that uh, he's for separation of church and state, yet he rips on Obama uh, for being godless, I guess. And the other thing that's interesting and I is, have the audio. is he, um, he, he is having a real fucking conversation. Yeah. This is the first time I've heard Mitt Romney have a real conversation. Not some bullshit on a, a yeah. bullshit whiteboard he where he's making shit up. He's, uh, right. he's, he's defending his position. Hey, look, there's a policy uh, that that I'm running for. There's a platform I'm running for. But when it comes to religion, it's personal. Right. It's what I believe, and it's it has to do with me and my church and nobody else. I'm not going to impose it on everybody else. 
And then he goes out and he says shit like this, Scott. Yes. Under God, I will not take God out of the name of our platform. Well, that's where the flip-flopper yeah. comes in. Depending on who the audience is, he says what they think. I will not take God off our coins, and I will not take God out of my heart. We're a nation Here's bestowed the by God. We're in a nation bestowed by God. What does that even mean? Bestowed. Bestowed. I don't know. But... <laughs> Let me try to find this... Uh, which is my church, a bishop and a state president. I understand my church better than you do. All right. My church has very strong beliefs that Mormons should not participate in, encourage, in any way support abortion. You could be excommunicated if you do. Well, here's the other thing, though. Didn't the Mormon church, like, dump tons of money into California to make sure that queers couldn't get married? I don't know. So he's just Could contradicting be. that right there. And he he had to be in front of that. I mean, he's a a huge member of the Mormon Church. Where the fuck does he talk about Jesus's second coming? God damn it! God damn it! Before we, I have to get back. Yeah, you got to. Before we do anything else, I want you to understand one thing. I take this stuff real seriously. Oh, I don't. For me, this is all frivolous. No, I take you. No, I'm serious. No, I take. I'm running for president. What are you? Are you going to be just for that? Yeah, I take you seriously. No, but I take. But you're saying serious. But you're. But you're. You're not giving me the opportunity to explain to you that my that my that my my faith has very strong beliefs that if I commit abortion, encourage an abortion. I, I was beaten up in Boston because I pointed out time and again that I, I missed it. Hold on, I'm not back up. He was beaten up in Boston. Uh, I, let me, let me yeah. once again say I understand my faith better than you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't believe that, do you? I'm not sure. Uh, well, see, I, that, I, that it's that it's hardly worth having a discussion. Well, no, with. no. I'm not, uh, let, listen. Let me. Can I? Can I? Can here I we go. Point? Well, the reason I said that is because you shut also up already. Said let Mitt Mid- talk. He's going to tell us about Jesus, uh-huh. about the second coming of Christ. Here we go. And you said it's going to happen in Jerusalem. And it is. Your church says it's going to happen in Missouri. No, it doesn't. All right. Is that wrong? Is what wrong? Is what wrong? Uh, okay. See, the church says that Christ appears in on the Mount of Olives and splits the Mount of Olives and appears in Jerusalem. That's what the church says. And then over a thousand years of the millennium, that the world is reigned in two places: Jerusalem and Missouri. That's what the church says. The second coming, the arrival of Jesus Christ, our church says is in Jerusalem. That's the church doctrine. Then Stephanopoulos uh, misquoted your church, which is not that's, surprising. That's, that's fine. That's but fine. I was basing that, I was basing my, my just, question on you that. Can, you can, you can, uh, Cleon Skousen has a book called A Thousand Years, so you can talk about Christ appears. It's throughout the Bible. Christ appears in Jerusalem, splits the Mount of Olives to stop the war that's coming in to kill all the Jews. It's it's our church believes that that's where the coming and glory of Christ occurs. We also believe that over the thousand years that follows in the millennium, he will reign. From two places, right. that the law will come forward from uh, from one place and and uh, uh, from Missouri, and the other will be in Jerusalem. All right, that's from Missouri, John. Yeah. So when Christ comes uh, to Jerusalem, he's going to make the laws in Missouri and Jerusalem and Missouri are going to be the hot places to be in the thousand years after Christ's coming. Is that fucking insane? I, I, that's kooky, man. That is kooky. Not only that, He's but got the, magic garden, underwear. the Garden of Eden is in Missouri. I don't yeah. know if you know that, John. Um, and so he says he says all the right things about, uh, these are my personal beliefs, um, but he 
he kind of uh, doesn't draw a very straight line there because I can't have an abortion. I can't tell somebody else to have an abortion, but these are my beliefs. But uh, he's shown us that he wants to outlaw abortion. Yeah. Now, when it comes to uh, Israel and the second coming of Christ, will he make policy that makes it difficult for Israel to prevent a war so that he welcomes, he believes that he's welcoming the coming of Christ, and then Missouri will have its proper place in world history as a uh, as a hot spot now after Jesus returns? Interesting. I don't know. It's all fucking Looney Tunes to me. Yeah. It's f- just this conversation. It's Everything Tom Cruise crazy. Is insane for him to be even discussing that is uh, beyond belief. And that he's still considered a presidential candidate is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Joseph Smith was a convicted con artist. And then he came up with this story yeah. about magic plates and angels and only I can decipher them. And Jesus was here and he talked to the magic Indians. Magic underwear. And the Garden of Eden was in uh, Missouri. I don't know if you know that. What a joke. This guy's potentially going to be the president? That's frightening. It's scary, isn't it, man? It's scary it's as shit. fucking spooky. Spooky. Again, he did say all the right things in that clip that we in played. In the beginning, yeah. But the guy flip-flops every 24 fucking hours. So he says the right things then. And he it, and that was the first time I've ever heard him speak genuinely. Like, not a fucking yeah. robot. Yeah. Um, but who knows what to make of it? I don't know what to make of it. Did you know, Scott, that in uh, the Ohioans are confused about Bin Laden's death? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, according to a PPP poll of likely Ohio voters, 15% of Republicans in Ohio think Romney is more responsible for bin Laden's death than Obama, while 47% of Republicans are not sure whether Obama or Romney diverse, deserves more, more credit. Uh, 6% of the overall respondents gave Romney credit where credit is not at all due. Thirty-one percent of them weren't sure whether the president or the candidate deserves more credit. Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck is going on in Iowa? And then uh, this guy, uh, this guy, Ohio. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ohio. Then uh, Obama goes to um, he goes to this uh, uh, pizzeria. Um. Of this guy Scott Van Duzer, uh, and he and he walks in, and he's and President Obama walks in, and says, "Scott, we're Scott, we're Scott," and he Obama mentions that this guy is a solid, uh, strapping young man running this pizzeria in Fort Pierce, Florida, and this guy grabs Obama and picks him up off the ground in a big bear hug. Uh, <laughs> and this guy is a registered Republican who voted for Obama, and he's going to vote for him again. So what do a bunch of fucking uh, Republicans do? They start posting on Yelp and shit that uh, uh, this guy's got like the worst pizza place ever, and 
Uh, fuck. What did I do with the the some of the shit that they put up there? God damn it. Here we go. So anyway, this guy, yeah. So they start attacking this guy. And um, they post like uh, from this guy from Arizona. Uh, this guy, Greg from Arizona, says, talk about committing business suicide. After picking up Obama, your books are going to be in the red pretty soon. Not too smart. Uh, so they're doing that on, on Yelp. And this guy's Yelp, you know, Yelp is uh, for reviewing restaurants and stuff. Um, another poster said, these reviews demonstrate that the right wingers don't support small businesses. They support small businesses that agree with their stinking politics, which is the same thing as not supporting small business at all. Another commenter said, simply to balance out the idiots like Mike A., who are reviewing a place because the owner was able to not hate someone that they did. So there's some good people out there. But this other guy says, well, I'd eat there, but after seeing the owner grab our leftist president, I felt compelled to disrespect his establishment as much as the president disrespects our Constitution. Shame on you, Scott. For, not you, Scott, but Scott right. Van Duzer, for thumbing your nose at all the small business owners this president has disrespected for the last four years. I guess you didn't build it. I hope you're prepared for many more Yelps like this. Maybe you weren't thinking, or maybe you were the only liberal pro-Obama business owner. Who knows? Who knows? But you won't get mine or any else's business for your treachery. Are you fucking kidding me? And some are comparing it to the whole Chick-fil-A thing, which is completely different. Uh, All this guy did was uh, welcome welcome the president of the United States. Picked him off his feet. Which even when the W was in office, we didn't like when other people picked on him from other countries because he is the president. Our president. Of course we wanted him to do well. We get to make fun of him. Uh, we Not wanted done. our president to do well, but uh, he, he failed. Was, he failed. <laughs> no, he did. He did one thing right, and I think we gave him credit for it at the time. He invested money in AIDS prevention in Africa. Yeah, and that's the only thing I can think of in eight fucking years. That's the only thing I, I'm sure he did something else. I mean, even a broken clock is twi- uh, correct twice a day, yeah. John. So there had to be something else. But that's the only one I can think of. And then Ryan, he he went off. Uh, it's great because the weekend always has all these uh, uh, these different talking heads going on the air, and they're talking about the the election and stuff. And Nora O'Donnell, um, what is she on? Is she on CNN or something or Face the Nation, CBS? Nora O'Donnell has Ryan on. I think that's Stephanopoulos' show. And um, and has some questions for him regarding uh, some $1.2 trillion in government um, spending cuts to the military, uh, to the defense spending, that uh, he voted for, and he's trying to spin it. Here's the audio. Now you're criticizing I, the president for those same defense cuts that you voted for to, and called a victory. No, no. I have to correct you on this, Nora. I voted 
for a mechanism that says a sequester will occur if we don't cut $1.2 trillion in spending in government. We offered $1.2 trillion in various, the super committee offered it. We passed in the House a bill to prevent those devastating defense cuts by cutting spending elsewhere. The Senate's done nothing. President Obama's done nothing. I wrote another bill, passed it, got signed into law. Democrats supported us. For President Obama, if he's not going to help us with a plan to prevent those defense cuts by substituting them from elsewhere, what's his plan for the sequester? He's ignoring the law. He was supposed to put, give these to us just yesterday. So the problem, Nora, is we've led. We wanted to have a bipartisan agreement. We got that. And the president hasn't fulfilled his end of that bipartisan agreement. The goal was never that these defense cuts actually occur. The goal is that we get to work and cut spending so that we prevent those defense cuts. We've well, done that. Congressman, the president it's my hasn't. understanding that as part of the Budget Control Act, there was not just uh, the sequestration, the defense sequestration, but there was also a trillion dollars in immediate spending cuts, which included the defense cuts, almost $400 billion that were proposed by the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mr. Dempsey, as well as Secretary Panetta. <laughs> he looks Panetta. like and such an idiot. you also voted for those, and now you're saying no. that, you sh that you didn't uh, so vote for them? We can get in this nomenclature. I voted for the Budget Control Act, but the Obama administration proposed $478 billion in defense cuts. We don't agree with that. Our budget rejected that. Even though I and voted for it. And then on top of that is another $500 billion right. in defense spending. trillion dollars in defense spending, and you voted for it. No, Nora. You voted, I voted for, for it. the Budget Control Act. That, was, that you're, included you're defense spending. That's what we're fucking talking Nora, about. You're mistaken. I do not support the Obama. Now you're he, he, he looks just like Eddie Munster. Have you ever? He voted for it, he but he disagreed it. with parts of what he voted for, and he's just trying to say yeah. that, that now. And 201 other Republicans voted for it, and the bill passed. Ryan's statement after voting for the bill contained not a single word of criticism about the defense cuts. Yeah, it was just in his head. Yeah. As O'Donnell correctly noted, Ryan said the bill represents a victory for those committed to controlling government spending and growing our economy. And that... The agreement, quote, the agreement, while far from perfect, underscores the extent to which the new House majority successfully changed Washington's culture of spending. So he not only uh, voted for it, he put a stamp of approval on it. It's at best misleading and at worst an outright lie for Ryan to assert that voting for the Budget Control Act did not mean voting for the defense cuts. That's your nomenclature, John. I can get into the nomenclature if you'd like. Oh, my God. What's funny is um, uh, he looks like Eddie Munster. Well, the other thing about that clip he is, said he Munster. is I didn't understand a goddamn thing he was talking about. Well, that's that bullshit political rhetoric. I mean, right. uh, temporal, B to B, just throw <laughs> shit out there. Nomenclature. No, no, no. I voted for this. Now, I voted for the budget, whatever, not for what Obama said. And he hasn't done anything, but I've done everything. And blah, blah, blah. What the fuck are you talking about? He is the worst communicator. Well, I take that back. W is pretty bad. At least he got the gist of what W yeah. was trying to say. I have no fucking idea what Paul Ryan was just trying to say, other than he didn't vote for something that he voted for. What was something else came out this weekend with Stephanopoulos? Uh, was it Stephanopoulos? No. Fuck. I heard it today on the radio too. 
they were asking him about specifics uh, about the specific loopholes that he was going to. Um, eh, what the fuck? Loopholes he was going to close uh, with his with his new the new tax plan and everything, and he just totally he totally sidestepped the whole question. Who Stephanopoulos? Yeah. Or he asked who? Who was he asking? Stephanopoulos. I think it was Stephanopoulos was asking Romney. Ah, fuck Romney. They were asking him about. Maybe it was Chris Wallace. I can't remember. Well, you know, Romney's been saying he's going to close these loopholes. He's going to cut taxes on the rich, but he's going to close loopholes. What the fuck does that even mean? Uh, And if anybody knows about loopholes, it's Romney. So which ones are you going to fucking close? And he can't say. Yeah, here here it is. I think this is it. Of course, there's got to be music. Oh, no. It's just fucking slides fuck <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck man yeah i'm in a real loss without my laptop and my bookmarks i gotta tell you that tell you that right now oh air out my shorts let's answer the phone let's get this over with yellow you're on the air you douches are recording <laughs> yes it is. we are recording it's preston buttons it's preston from buttons. air out my shorts yes. yes the douches are recording yes What's happening? And you're our first caller on our new number. Yeah. That's out of sight. I don't think he called the number. He's Skyping in with the Skype. Oh, he didn't call the new number. No. He Skyped your your ID. Yes. There you have it. Yes. So what's going on with you, Preston? The world's mysteries figured out. Uh, Nothing. I just... Uh I noticed that you guys are online. And I didn't yeah. have anything better to do, so I thought I'd call in. Yeah. That's pretty much it. The, <laughs> the daily show isn't on, so I thought, fuck it. How's the word whore doing? Uh, okay, I believe. She had a pretty big decision to make, didn't she? Did she make that decision? <clears throat> no. Uh, she has decided to uh, sort of... Uh, take a few months to stew it over yeah she's got all, all the of, time in the world right yeah yeah uh at some point i i think it i don't know if it's uh well a lot of it's convenience uh her her finger is fucked up and it's in the way of stuff and i think it's preventing her sort of from using the rest of her hand and that's causing problems too mm. and now it's in pain as well so uh, she might have to cut her losses, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. So her decision is live with this pain and this uh, annoyance, this hindrance, or just lop the thing off. Is it her pinky finger? It's her pinky finger, but also her ring finger is damaged Ooh. as well. As I, and I mean, the, like her whole hand was kind of crushed, but it's primarily those two are the worst. The pinky finger is also a, at a very peculiar angle uh, in her hand that that makes it hard for her to, to grip anything. Yeah. As, as far as I know, anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't connect any of the tendons or... No, apparently there's there's nothing attaching it. Like, it, the only thing that's holding it on kind of is the skin, which has healed in such a way that it's put it in this position. Yeah. So, Preston, you're still up in Canada, right? Yes. And she's in Miami. You haven't seen her for like a year. Is that right? Yeah, at least that. Wow. How about that? 
doing a show without seeing your co-host. Well, we do it every night. Well, not every night, yeah. but every week, Jen. Yeah. I mean, you're in a different room. That's I right. can't see you. Like, for instance, you don't know right now I've taken all my clothes off. Except for my socks, you better not be sitting on my leather chair. <laughs> and I'm sitting on your leather chair with, with some your sweaty sex. anus, right? Oh Jesus! So you've when just we, you've described that sweaty anus more than once. When too, we so. wrap the show up, I have time to put my clothes back on, and you don't know any. Yeah. You're none the wiser. None the wiser. We can't see each other. My kids have been saying, "What is this smell, Daddy?" <laughs> on the chair, right. What? Why are all these uh, crusty dishcloths under the couch? Oh God! <laughs> Goat's ass. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. We're just ripping on our uh, the presidential election. What do you think of our our two candidates? Yeah, I don't know. You don't pay I don't attention, know what to do say. you? I wouldn't pay uh, attention. I well, yeah, I do to a degree, and uh, like I follow. I mean, it doesn't matter if you want to follow it or not. You see it all the time on Canadian TV anyway. But I also watch the Daily Show and the Colbert Report and occasionally check into CNN or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, my, uh, my opinion is that uh, you guys should have more than a two-party system. Yeah, that's for sure. I was talking to uh, I, my company has an office in Canada, and they. Um, I was talking to uh, a manager up there, and he wanted McCain to win uh, during the election, the last election, um, because he was all upset that Obama was going to make changes to NAFTA, which would make it more difficult for Canadian. Uh, imports into the U.S. or exports rather from Canada to the U.S. Which I said was a bunch of BS. That ain't gonna happen. And it didn't. Uh, yeah, actually I, th- I thought that um, they sort of made things easier. Yeah. I, I can't, rem- can't remember. Still have the duty drawbacks and all that, which is great. Duty. Duty. I got a question for you, John. Yeah. Who would you rather vote for? McCain, Palin, or Romney, Ryan? <sighs> it would easily be McCain, Palin. Hands down. Hands down, My McCain friends. Pa- <laughs> McCain, Palin. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, one of the, the fears we had if they won in 2008 was that McCain would drop dead and Palin would be in charge. That, that's the only part that scares me but about But McCain's that. still alive, John, so... Uh, is that, that scared me, but but uh, what scares me... Well, I guess, I guess Romney is really more of a centrist, but in order for him to win the Republican vote, he has to be far right. Uh, and the way they made him far right was to throw Paul Ryan in there. The fucking Eddie Munster lookalike it was completely ridiculous, wrong, and dumb. Well, if he does win, we have no idea how he's going to govern because he says whatever he wants to get the election. Yeah. So if he ever does get into office, I mean, which that, Romney are we going to get? Right. Which one is it? Which Which one is the will the real Mitt Romney stand up? Please stand yeah, up. Yeah, well, we knew we were going to get with this For guy. Everybody is it's tired 
of paying four dollars a, de- a a bucks four dollars a gallon for gasoline. And I have a pretty good idea of what Obama's going to try to accomplish in the next four years. Yeah, but I have no fucking clue what this guy's going to do. If he doesn't do. puss out anymore, None. yeah. I hear that, uh, John. He hasn't really laid down any kind of policy at all, has he? Who, Obama or Romney? Uh, no, Romney. No, I, don't, I have no idea. No, there's if no he does specific. lay a policy down, he backtracks an hour later. We're about families and yeah. real Americans. Yeah. We're going to change stuff kind of like this. We're not about the environment and climate change. Yeah. We're about families and God. Yeah, great. They, uh, I remember, um, it was a Chris Wallace, uh, going on about, uh, uh, she said, uh, Bill Clinton just, what the hell? What was all those details? Nobody wants to hear all those details, you know? It's, or, or no, he said there wasn't enough details in President Obama's speech. And then, so then John Stewart went back to show, I think this was Chris Wells, went back to show uh, Romney after Romney's speech. And instead of saying there was all these details, he said, let's just watch this. And there are a bunch of balloons flying around with Romney's name on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We uh, don't need no details. We don't need any details. Let's just watch the balloons and the streamers. This is This is just beautiful. Fucking Fox News. Well, you don't get details from the GOP. It's all, it's all, I don't even know what it is. It's not based on evidence. It's not based on numbers. It's just based on whatever seems to yeah. pop in their mind at and the then, time. And then they went off about how much Bill Clinton put too much math and he was too wonky. Too many details. Yeah, wonky. <laughs> what the hell is that? Wonky. I don't want to get wonky on you here. What are you listening to? Tangerine Dream or something? No. I am You're listening watching a to... Is this... Hold on. I'm going to guess. This is Chimp Spanner. That's right. How about that? Hey, do I know my music? Chimp Spanner. Chimp Spanner. Yeah, I think it's all the good things. Oh, speaking of that, uh, Catheter, you were supposed to practice on Thursday. What yeah. happened? Catheter practice Thursday. Uh, I don't know. They couldn't get it together, so I went and jammed with Tommy. You wouldn't jam with Tommy, yeah. so who couldn't make it on Thursday? Me. You couldn't make it on <laughs> Thursday. Wait a minute. So you said, hey, I don't I'm know not who gonna... could make it. I don't know. Just couldn't get everybody together. Well, somebody couldn't come I over. Think it was who couldn't Phil? come over? I don't know. Phil? Phil couldn't make it? Uh, what am I? I got to keep tabs I? for you? <laughs> yeah, you got to keep fuck? tabs to report back to me. I didn't know you were me. taking attendance. I'm taking attendance. I don't know what it was. Let's see. Uh, I don't think you guys are serious about this. Uh, let's see. Um. Preston, if Catheter does get together, would you be excited enough to travel down to the U.S. to see that uh, reunion? Uh, I don't see how I couldn't. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How about that? How about that? When you come into the country, how do you come? Like, uh, the word whore has a, uh, what does she have? A work permit? What is she mentioned it? I can't uh, remember. Well, what it she would said. be called a passport, Scott. <laughs> I don't know if you heard of it. I know it's difficult, but. <laughs> All right, I guess you could just in, use In your Russia, passport. they refer to them as papers. Yeah. Passport to get Show in and get out. papers. But if you wanted to stay here, could you stay here for like six months, like the word whore? Could you do that? Uh, Would you want to? 
there's I, need I don't visa. know what the the limit is but no I couldn't uh, you say. couldn't I don't I don't know what the word for has we'd ship them out John you'd need a visa yeah for all we know she's here illegally well she is she's only supposed to be here for six months she's been here for a year well, what are you turning her in? What what is this about, Scott? What Bonk! You, yeah, <laughs> uh, turning who in? What are you talking about? The word whore. I don't know who that is. All right, we got to move along, man. It's eleven o'clock. All right, it's eleven o'clock. Anything? Any last words for us? Preston buttons from air out my shorts. Yeah, you guys are wrapping it up already. Say it's yeah, after midnight here. <laughs> <laughs> We don't do marathon shows like you guys do and then cut it down to 15 right. minutes. No, no uh, shit or shy Nola or anything like that? Oh, you're calling too late. You should have called around 9 o'clock. Well, no, I would I would accommodate shit or shy Nola, but uh, my wife has my laptop, so I have no bookmarks right. for shit or shy Nola. And I couldn't make shit up off the top of my head, could I? I mean, that wouldn't be fair. No. No. So, um... Uh, Call in next week. Next week. <laughs> yeah. We will have shit or Shinola ready for whoever shit calls in. Shinola. To our awesome. new number. Yeah. Do you, do you usually record on Monday nights? Monday nights. Yeah. Monday nights is the night. Right on. Put that on your calendar. I won't. Very good. <laughs> Did you say I won't? It's not hard to forget. I won't. I mean, it's not hard to uh, not remember that Monday nights is a TTN night, John. It's not hard to not remember. That's very grammatically it's very correct. It's not hard to not remember. It's that. more better. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling, Preston. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, buddy. Later. Take care. Bye. That was Preston Buttons from uh, Air Out My Shorts fame. Yes. Scott. Only six days left for the raffle. Check out Air Up My Shorts to get a raffle ticket to get an original word yeah. or painting. Can we Acrylic. wrap this up? Yes, of course. Let me get the door. Can you Hold get on. the door? I'm going to get it, man. Go get the door, would you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you buy running shoes? You hey, got, man. What's you got the, Come you, on back. Why are you running in street shoes? <laughs> Because that's how I roll. I'm back, man. I'm back. Phil looks good. It's a little chilly out. He's got his fur on. First time uh, in a long time. Fur. His first fur coat. Time. He's got a full-length fur. He's got nice. several of them. You never see that, John, because no. you're always in no. your room. You never come out. So Phil comes and goes before you I even... come out. Yeah. You guys never even I see I haven't come out of the closet yet. Do you even know what he looks like? No. That's interesting, John. Interesting. I know what he sounds like. You're a dim teacher. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency. Tenni- <laughs> I have a tendency. People measured the earth. Yeah. You ready? Of course, John. I'm always ready. Now, with your award winning TTN news, Phil the Kraken Wickham. Thank you, John. There's a shooting light! <laughs> A new study claims that overweight teens eat more than thinner teens. (laughs) Wow. This is brought to you by scientists that don't even seem to care anymore. (laughs) In related obese news, research reveals the more obese you are, the harder it is to get pregnant, especially without flour. In related news, pot smoking increases the chance of testicular cancer. That's bullshit. 40% in men only. 
That's bullshit. But the good news, this can easily be countered by using cocaine. Just read the story. That's a l- bunch of bunk. Next story, John. It's linked. Next story, John. Correlation does not equal causation. Next story, John. I just reported. Is that a venomous monkey in your pants, or do you just have a giant boner with arms and legs? <laughs> Three men have been arrested in Delhi for trying to board a flight with a small primate hidden in their underwear. Two of the men were found with slender lorises concealed in pouches in their briefs. The men were transit passengers en route to Dubai from Bangkok. The animals were uncovered when security guards noticed a bulge in their underwear during a frisk. The Press Trust of India reported that one of the lorises was seven inches in length. The condition of the animals was okay, but deteriorating, according to an official who declined to be named. They have been transferred to the Delhi-based organization People for Animals, which said the lorises were being treated in the hospital. (laughs) Photographs of the lorises sent to the BBC by the hospital show the red-coated creatures inside an animal transit box lined with newspaper. The men arrested are all nationals of the United Arab Emirates, according to custom officials, and an investigation into the incident is underway. Next story, John! A girl attacked her mother in a dispute over short shorts. That's right, John. This is out of Destin. A 15-year-old Destin girl faces charges after she and her mother got into an argument, which turned physical over short shorts. On August 30, an Okaloosa County Sheriff's deputy was summoned to a Destin residence to investigate the disturbance. Once there, the deputy told by the girl's mother that she had her daughter had become embroiled in an argument over shorts that were too short for school. The woman said her daughter became verbally combative. So as punishment, she decided to remove some electronics from the girl's room. The girl started throwing items. I brought some audio in, John. She started throwing items around the room and told her mother to shut the fuck up, you bitch. The deputy wrote in his report. The girl's mother admitted she smacked the girl in the mouth for cursing her, at which point the girl knocked her mother's glasses off, kicked and bit her several times, and tried to choke her before fleeing the house. The deputy saw bite marks and bruises on the woman's arm. Another sheriff's deputy found the girl at her bus stop and asked her what had happened. The girl recounted a similar to the story of her mother's, but said she bit her mother so she could escape. She has been charged with misdemeanor battery and has an October 10th court date. Next story, John. (laughs) You fucking bitch. Noted economist Lindsay Lohan tweets to Obama that even privileged millionaires like herself deserve tax cuts. See if you can keep up, John. (laughs) Here's what Barack Obama tweeted. I've cut taxes for those who need it, middle class families and small businesses. Lindsay Lohan retorted. Barack Obama, we also need to cut them for those who are listed on Forbes as millionaires. If they are not, you must consider that as well. And if you can decipher that, more power to you. Next story, John. What? A woman has been charged with a misdemeanor after running through wet cement, John. She runs the risk of becoming a hardened criminal. Next story, John. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so dumb. 
son of famed sex researcher William H. Masters arrested for waving his Johnson at undercover sheriff's officers. This is out of Detroit, John. A pioneering sex researcher's son who was cited for masturbating in New York Central Park earlier this year, was arrested in rural Michigan sting operation for allegedly exposing himself to two female undercover investigators. A completely nude William H. Masters III yelled for the attention of two female kayakers on Saturday, then made obscene gestures from the bank of the Pinagabog River in Huron County. The women, who were a sheriff's deputy and her assistant, were taking part in a sting operation after a recent spat of similar incidents in the area. Masters, a 60-year-old son of the late Dr. William H. Masters, was one of half of the famed sex research team of Masters and Johnson, was arrested with the help of a Michigan conservation officer. The elder Masters, who died in 2001, and his per partner, Virginia, <laughs> Virginia Johnson, conducted interviews and observed sex in an act while researching the biological response to sexual arousal. He and Johnson, whom he later married, wrote 1966's Human Sexual Response, which is a bestseller. Next story, John. What an idiot. Henry Cavill, John. Henry Cavill says his portrayal of Superman will be realistic. You know, like all the other aliens <laughs> who draw strength from the sun and fight bald people. Next story, John. Scott Lick. My cock. A man shot himself in the face and was hit by a semi now guilty of molestation. This is out of Missouri, John. A Southeast Missouri man who tried to commit suicide by walking into traffic on Interstate 55 in April has pleaded guilty to first-degree child molestation. Quinton Hendrick Jr. of Cape Guardi entered a plea Wednesday and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. The victim told her mother about the attempted sexual assault in April and relatives contacted police. Two days later, authorities say Hendrick parked his car along the interstate shot himself in the face, then walked into the road where he was hit by a tractor trailer. He survived what we're calling life-threatening injuries. Next story, John. John is licking his sack. An upcoming movie, John. There's an upcoming movie called Stolen. Stolen. It stars Stolen. Nicholas Cage as a violent man searching for his kidnapped daughter. The producers were going to call it something else. Taken? But it was already taken. <laughs> Next story, John. Oh, my God. A Miami cop charged with being a perv, having an unpronounceable first name. A Miami-Dade police officer routinely stopped women drivers for no reason, so he could have sexually suggested conversations, including asking to see the scars on a Miami Beach bartender's surgically enhanced breast, and then let the women go without issuing any citations, federal authorities say. On Wednesday, FBI agents arrested Officer Parahanajana Dwavidi of Miami-Dade Police Headquarters. Dwavidi, a seven-year veteran who once worked on overnight shift patrolling an area from Key Biscayne to Jacksonville, was assigned to desk duty last summer after he came under internal suspicion from a questionable traffic stop. 
Duavidi, 33, charged with depriving people of their civil rights, was released on $150,000 personal certi bond. He must return to federal court Friday to address who is going to represent him as his defense attorney. His arraignment is set <laughs> for September 19th. Next story, Todd. A human torso, John. A human torso has been found in a suitcase floating in a lake, Ontario. <laughs> Investigators don't have many clues, but think his name may have been Bob. Next story, time. Uh, Next and last story. Next and last story, John. Teenager accidentally shoots himself in the junk while cleaning his gun and tried to blame it on street shooting. A teenager is recovering after he accidentally shot himself with a penis and a testicle while cleaning his gun he had just bought. Michael Samaragillo, 18, initially led police, lied to police, and claimed he had been shot as he walked down the street in Port St. Lucie, Lucia, Florida on Thursday. But after he was questioned by police, he admitted he had done it to himself while cleaning a gun at a friend's house. Doctors told WTSP that the bullet went through his junk, his left testicle, oh. and then lodged itself in his thigh. Oh. The teenager told police he bought the gun at a party. While police were investigating the incident at home, they discovered marijuana in the house. Uh-huh. The discovery led to the arrest of the homeowner, Joseph Lamar James, on drug charges. Somehow, Smiragilio is not the only man to shoot himself in the in recent weeks. <laughs> Police were called to an Oklahoma City hospital on July 25th after a man arrived at the ER bleeding from a gunshot wound to his groin. Tavares Daniel Colbert, 36, told officers the weapon went off while he was checking it to make sure it worked properly. And then last year... <laughs> I was cleaning and my, it went off. A man in Phoenix shot himself through the cock after tucking his fiance's pink pistol into his waistband. Joseph Sato, 27, was on the way to the grocery store when the gun went off and the bullet became lodged in his thigh. <laughs> and that's idiots. the news, John. I'm through cracking Whitcomb with Total Talk Nonsense. Bye bye. This is the go. Right on, John. <laughs> All right, he's in. He's out. It doesn't seem like he walks that far away, you know, from the microphone. <laughs> oh no, it's it's quite a distance. <laughs> His voice really carries then. It does. It? Yeah, it does. Yeah, he's got good pipes. You know, he's a newsman, professional. Yeah, that's out of sight, man. They learn how to articulate. Learned. And talk from the diaphragm yeah. there, John. You talk, talk too much. Talk. You know what? You talk too much. Talk. All right, all right that's all we got for this week. You know week. what that means? Yeah. 261 comes to a close. Done. In the can. All right, so here's what we got to do. Uh, we talked about something we're going to talk about after the show. I can't yeah. remember what that is. And also, yeah. um, I need to figure out a strategy for saving bookmarks on my iPad to be ready for 262, right. John. Right, because nice. I was completely unprepared without my laptop Whoa. this evening. Phil was prepared. Yeah. Because he brings paper. No doubt. He's always prepared. All right, then. All right, then, John. 261 comes to a close. Thanks. Pressing buttons for calling in. Next time you call in, we'll play Shooter Shinola. How about that? How about that? That sounds great. Well, that's it for tonight. Say goodnight, Scott. Good night, Scott.
listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.